2: Welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you to the world of sports today on this cold Saturday, December 3rd.
3: The the Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Ragney and the Totally Driven Entertainment Network, dedicated in bringing you total entertainment. Well, everybody, as December rolls in, Christmas is coming, and it's usually a sign the NFL is coming down the stretch. We're entering week 13 of the NFL, so the stretch run of the NFL, the playoff pushes come. We're going to be talking a lot of NFL today, later in the show. It's about 11 o'clock, PD's coming on. We're going to be doing our picks and doing NFL. It's also NBA and NHL in full season, full swing, probably about a quarter, almost a quarter into the season, so we're going to go over that later in the show as well, and uh, of course. As you get near Christmas, it's also December where it's time for a lot of baseball activity and the winter meetings. And this week, the Mets finally got their man to stay. And let me tell you, it's some good news because we get worried for a while. And the fact that it happened so quick is, is, is the great part of it because it kind of figured this was something that was going to drag out for a while. And, you know, the Mets actually were able to get this done and, uh, you know, Cespedes is back four years, $110 million. The guy got paid a lot of money, but they didn't get the fifth year that everybody thought they were going to have to give, but they did, listen, $27.5 million a year. The guy has become the the second highest annual average annual salary for a player and the highest for an outfielder in MLB history. And the only one making more annually right now than him is Mike is, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Trout will be Next year, I think his salary goes up to $30 million a year. Then he will be. But right now, Setsman is one of the top paid players. And listen, for the Mets, it was a no-brainer. The Mets had to bring him back. He's their best player. He makes the offense go. The team is just not the same without him. So it was a great move by the Mets. A lot of Mets fans are happy, including myself, that he's back. Because, honestly, he was the top priority. Now, the Mets have other holes to fill. And we're hoping they're going to fill them. But getting Setsman back was obviously the key to everything. So we're going to definitely talk about that in the first hour. We're going to be doing a lot of baseball. We're going to be talking about Cessna signing with the Mets. We're going to be talking about what else the Mets could be up to. Are they going to go for a catcher? They did re-sign Rene Rivera yesterday as the backup catcher, but are they going to let Don be the starter, or are they going to go in another direction? We're also going to talk about the bullpen. Are they going to go, what are they going to look to add in the bullpen? And any trades. Is that going to be done free agency, or is it going to be done through trade? So we're going to check all that. We're also going to check in on the Yankees. Edwin Encarnacion, supposedly the Yankees are in the three finalists, so he's going to make a decision by the end of the weekend, so we're going to hear what the Yankees do. Let's let's talk about the Yankees and see what they're up to as well. Are they going to make a pitch for Chris Sale? Are they going to sign Chapman? So the Yankees with money off the books. you got to figure they're going to spend a little bit offseason. they got all their young, good young players. Now they're looking to add some veterans. Our Deltran's name as well, so we're going to go over that as well. We're going to look at the Phillies as well. And uh, for you Philly fans out there, we're going to look uh obviously, Hellick, Hellickson picked up the option on his contract. You know, he, he accepted the qualifying offer the $17 million. So he'll be staying put. You heard the Phillies' name linked to a couple of free agents out there and a couple of trade possibilities. So we're going to go over all that. We're going to obviously talk all that. We're going to talk all the rumors, heading into the winter meetings. I got a lot of updates. I got a lot of rumors for you guys. So, we're going to go over, where's McCutcheon going to end up? Is Sale going to get traded? What about Wilson Ramos? You know, now that the Nationals got a catcher yesterday, Derek Norris in a trade. So we're going to go over all the winter meetings stuff. We're going to get you with the winter meetings primer today. And uh, we're going to talk about all possibilities. And, uh, you know, we're going to definitely, like I said, we're going to start this off with the Mets. as Cessna has stayed put, and everybody's happy. And uh, so now what's what's next? Because... Here we have Cespedes is assigned, Great day for the Mets. Announcing them, you know, second time they've signed them. The third time they've acquired him in almost two years, which is amazing. They got him in the trade, and then they signed them last year, and now they signed them again. So it's almost like, that he wanted to be here. It's clear as day. By, by not sitting out and waiting for that fifth year, knowing that the Mets needed to make a decision quick, because if, if the Mets couldn't let this drag out like last winter. The Mets had to make a decision. On um, what they were doing, and and
0: so the Mets
3: clearly made that made the right decision here, keeping Cespedes in the middle of that order. So now they have Cespedes back there, Walker back there. Let's let's look what let, let's look at their
1: team quick here.
3: So now you have Lucas Duda at first. They're saying we'll Wright be we moved to first. The platoon with Duda. We'll Flores platoon with Duda. What's going to happen at first base? Personally, I would love to see an upgrade there, but it's not happening. The Mets got one year left with Duda, and then they got Dominic Smith waiting. The Mets are not adding a big name first baseman. You could forget that; it's not happening. As much as I would like to see it, it's not. Second base, obviously, Neil Walker is coming back, so he'll be there. Shortstop is Rubio Cabrera will be there. Third base is is Wright going to play there? Is Reyes Reyes has got to be in the lineup every day. He's got to be the leadoff. So I'm assuming Reyes is going to play third. You can't even you don't even know what you're getting at. right? you don't even know if Wright's going to be able to get through spring training. Supposedly, right at that three hours, three hours of uh, three hours of, of rehab before a game, just to play every night. So, uh, you know, how much can his body take doing that every day? So, we'll, we'll you know we'll see what happens there. The outfield right now, obviously now with it's sets for the tier. You gotta figure somebody's getting traded. Either Bruce or Gravison. I, I heard they would like to trade Bruce, but Gravison's getting a lot of trade interest. It's, especially from the Orioles. I heard the Blue Jays have offered the Mets. Dolphin Pompey, a young, speedy outfielder and prospects for Bruce, but the Mets look at for Sanchez, the reliever, which you're not getting. They're not going to trade him. You know, I, I, I floated a rumor a couple weeks ago about Boost for Russell Martin, how it made sense, gave the Mets a starting catcher, and Bruce, you know, the, the Blue Jays get the bat because they're going to lose in Carcion or Batista or both. And uh so it made sense. But now looking at the contract details, Martin three years sixty million, the Mets aren't gonna pay thirty three old Martin twenty million a year. and I can't blame him for that. As much as I would like Martin. Unless Toronto picked up like half of that contract, which I doubt they're gonna do. I don't see that move. Why not sign Matt Weeden? I mean, I'm looking at this, he's a clear, clear upgrade over Don and it's not even close. And you look at it from a couple of points of view is Toronto first of all you don't know if he's healthy. Second of all, even when he's healthy he's not good. He's terrible defensively. White is, is a guy coming off an injured year. You could probably get him on a one year deal, maybe two years. He's not going to look for a long he's not getting a long term deal coming off the injury. So here's a guy switch hitting power hitting catcher. Way better than Garneau would be a nice fit, but haven't heard the Met connected him. Wilson Ramos is another one. But from what Alderson's saying, they seem to be pretty they're gonna go give Garneau one more chance and, you know, I don't know if I agree with that, but listen, if the Mets would go out and get like a McCutcheon or something for center field, then I'd say leave Darnell. But right now the Mets still need another bat. And I don't think they're getting an outfielder because they have a, as I was just going to go over, they have a long jam in outfield right now. As much as I love McCutcheon, listen, I would give, he's one of the couple guys I would trade Conforto in a deal for. I don't want to trade Conforto, but if we get McCutcheon, I would. But obviously the Mets ain't even entertaining that because, the rumor is McCutcheon could be a national very soon. because Even I heard this morning, doing some research this morning, that they're, they're actually still working to close a deal, Washington and Pittsburgh, for McCutcheon to go to the nationals, which then the nationals would move Trey Turner to shortstop in that uh, scenario, which just makes the nationals stronger. And that's why I don't get what the Mets are doing here, because, listen, I love the that Seth's back, and we're very happy. But just to say now we just need some minor moves, that, how can you say that? You finished 10 games behind the Nationals last year. They didn't even have Strasburg down the stretch, and Harper had a horrible off year by his standards. So you think, you got to figure Harper's going to bounce back big this year. Yeah, Murphy may not have as great as he is yeah, last year, but you got to figure that's going to happen. Strasburg's going to be healthy. They're also talking about adding sale. I mean, so here's the team, won the division by 10 games. They're, trading, they're looking to trade from the clock to add sale. The Mets, yeah, it's exciting. We got in, but we can't just stop there. He was our own player. We re-signed our own player, and then Walker. Now we need to add something else. I mean, you know, they're throwing a lot
0: of eggs in the basket
3: here, of all these pitches being healthy and all everybody bouncing back. Judah bouncing back, Wright coming back, Dado coming. Back. Like, there's too many eggs in the basket here. Personally, if I was the Mets, I would consider something like trading Bruce and Grandison if possible. Trying to trade for McCutcheon, and then have McCutcheon, Cespedes, and Ladaris in your outfield or something like that when Nemo is your fourth outfielder, which you could, get, you could definitely win with that. Because right now you have Bruce, Grandison, Cespedes, and you have Conforto and Lideris. and So you have five, and then Nemo is number six. It's too many outfielders. and Mets don't need all those outfielders. So obviously Bruce or Grandison, one of those guys is definitely gone. It's just a question of who. Now, Grandison's getting a lot of trade, trade uh, interest, especially from Baltimore. So, But what is Baltimore offering? The Mets is clearly looking for relief pitching. Baltimore's probably not going to give up one of their best relieving spins. So, you know, that's the problem Get the Mets are in. Do you just trade these guys for nothing? Obviously, they're not going to To me, they're going to trade Bruce before Granison if things are close to
4: equal because they love
3: Granison in the clubhouse. He's considered a good guy in the clubhouse. Bruce struggled to fit in here. Now, I think a full year of Bruce maybe could result different. I think maybe he can second year could settle in and do better. I mean, he is a proven power hitter. As much as people don't like him, or you know, for what he did with the Mets, the guy is pretty much 25-30 home a guy every year. You know, his average ain't that great, but he's a power hitter, which he's gonna somebody's gonna have interest in him in a one-year 13 million dollar deal. The question is, what kind of interest and what can we get for him now? So. You know, do you, or do you keep him and Trey Grandison and get a little more? Grandison has one year, fifteen million dollars left, so make it a little more. <laughs> now I think we would all agree that's you know Granston's a nice guy and all that, but he's not the hitter that Jay Bruce is power hitter. He's not. So, but you know, Bruce don't have the flex, you know, the versatility that Grandison has. Grandison can play center. Don't have this, you know. I say Granston is He used to be, he's still a lot faster than Bruce. So there's pros and cons to each one. To me, I trade whichever one gets you more, personally. And then let the other one stay and hope the other one, you know, bounces back. Listen, you start in the middle of the order. You know, you could have the potential of the middle of the order obsessed with his Walker, the Duder in there, and then obviously you're going to have Bruce or Glanderson in the mix. You know, I, I can't put right in there because you really just don't know what you're getting at right. So it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see what happens. Uh, Mets, you know, I heard relief pitching or Brad Ziegler is a possibility. I heard, uh, Joe Smith, the old former Met. I also heard trade, maybe trading for a Houston street. So there's Mets are looking around the winter meetings, obviously is Monday. So a lot's going to happen at the winter meetings. I'm sure there's going to be some trades this week and some signings. There's usually more this week. I'm actually hearing there's going to be a lot more trades than signings. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to definitely uh, look at that. and uh, It'll be interesting. We're going to follow it. So, also everybody, just so they know, you could uh, follow all the news. I'm going to have updated news rumors throughout the winter meetings on the Mojo Sports page on Facebook, and I'll be posting on Twitter as well. All the all the moves, so keep you up to date on all the free agent signings and trades at the winter meetings next week, and updates and rumors. Also, I'll be posting stuff sporadically, and obviously as things happen, I'll be posting stuff as well. So. We're talking baseball right now, on the Mojo Sports Show, 718-508-9883. Call in, talk some baseball. We're going to be doing some football at 11 o'clock with PVV, and then you know, basketball and hockey later. And We'll be doing some more baseball later as well, as I'll update some late rumors as we close in on 1 o'clock as well and give you the latest updates as well. Uh, so just look, we look at the Mets. Now look at the Yankees as well. So the Yankees. I'm hearing Ed Wooden-Conarcion say he's going to make a decision by tomorrow, and the Yankees are one of his three finalists. So the Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays. So three AL East teams battling it out. Now, they're saying the Astros are in it as well, a fourth team, but you got to figure if the Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays are in the bidding here, it's coming down to them
0: three. Mm-hmm.
3: I think the Yankees got a good shot here, especially if they're going to pay the most money, but I think they have a good shot here. It's a good fit. First base DH. How hit up for the Yankees? How many years is he going to get? That's the key. Is he going to get four, three? Like how many is he going to get? He is thirty-four years old, so you got to watch how many years you're going to give him here. You probably don't want. You would love to do a three-year deal here, but he may probably want. He's probably going to definitely, you know, want that fourth year. So we'll see what happens there. Other news for the Yankees: Chapman obviously there's a good chance. From what I'm hearing, he could sign with the Yankees for close to 100 million. The thing is, a lot of these players were waiting. So before I address the rest of the Yankees, I want to address the fact that this lockout ended. So a lot of these players were waiting. Like, the lockout didn't happen. Not that it ended. It almost happened. So a lot of these, you know, players were waiting to see what was going to happen. Now, obviously, this new, this new, this new uh, agreement here actually favors teams like the Yankees the, with the tax threshold. So the tax threshold will go up now. So it definitely helps the Yankees out in the future in a couple of years, especially in a couple of years when they have their eyes on the Bryce Hoppers of the world, when he's going to be a free agent. So that's going to be some class in 19. You have Bryce Hopper, Manny Machado. I mean, you're going to have some class out there if these guys ever hit free agency. Obviously, these teams are going to try to sign these guys before that, or they would probably trade them but before they lost them for nothing. But it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. But some new guidelines from the CBA. It's a five-year agreement. So there's going to be no 26-roster spot, as they talked about. They talked about going up to a 26-man roster, but that was shut down. No international draft. So now you have – so here you have this young this young kid from Japan, who they are calling the next Babe Ruth, who's looking to come up probably after this year. He's probably going to be up next year. And now he probably has to wait now until, uh, they're saying 2019. To, to be eligible, Shohei Ohtani, he's he's honored for both his batting and pitching when he was named MVP of the Japan Pacific League on Monday. So he helped win, he helped the Nippon Ham Fighters win the pennant. He's 22 year right right hander. Went 10 and 4 as a pitcher and batted 322 with 22 home runs as a hitter. They call him the Japanese Babe Ruth. So you know. But now he has to wait until 2019. He was going to get a they were talking about 200 million dollar pay, payday for this guy, and then now he's not going to get it because he has to wait till 2019. Obviously, so that's that's just a thing, a little thing that you know upsets some people. The luxury taxes I was just talking about the threshold at 195 million for 2017 will grow approximately to 210 over the next five years. So it's higher than 185 now, I believe that it is 187. So it gives the Yankees some more – it seems like the Yankees some more room to sign guys without going over the tax. There's a new free agent compensation. So, well, obviously, the first, the free agent compensation, over-tax threshold, second and fifth-round pick, you're going to lose. And then under-tax threshold, third-round pick. The new free agent, it, that's for the team, and it's going to be at the end of the rounds. And then the new compensation – this will take effect next off-season. So it's just some things to look at with the new CBA. But seems like the Yankees definitely, definitely, you know, it definitely helps out the Yankees right now to uh, – it definitely helps out the Yankees right now to – that this, the, the cap went up, the tax threshold cap, because now they get to – guys like Harper hit free agency, the Yankees, could go all in when they really want to and – Go so overboard if they have to if they really want these guys and like I said that's if these guys that's that's if these guys only uh if if they are available like we don't know if Hopper and Machado are going to be available you know we, you know we've been speculating I speculate on the show that I I see Harper and Yankee and I still will say if he ever hits free agency he will be Yankee Machado probably I don't see him leaving Baltimore I'd be shocked Baltimore will pay him Washington now Washington is just funny because. They're spending money, they're throwing money around to try to win now, but they're not – they should be trying to sign – they should be trying to sign Harper. I mean, they gave Strasburg all the money, it's fine. Scherz is locked in. You know, you got worse contract coming off the books next week. I know they were looking at sets, but signing sets for the Nationals, obviously they would have been a lot better this year, but I mean, when you got Harper down the road, you you got to be saving all your pennies right now. Harper's going to get – if you're keeping Harper 300, around $300 million. so you're going to have to, you know, save all your pennies for that one, that I can tell you. So, we'll see what happens there. So, the Mets, obviously, like we talked about, Cespedes back. Great news for the Mets. Great to have Cespedes back. I mean, you're talking about a complete 5 tool player. You know, the speed, the arm, the defense, the power. I mean, he's just a great player, and it's really great to have him back now. Now, one thing I want, you know, I wanted to talk about with Cespedes, his impact, obviously, the team just like Alderson said in the press conference, the team wins with him. There's no there's no way around saying that the team wins with him. I'm gonna give you some stats, right? The sets for his stats. All right. So one, the teams the Mets are one oh nine and seventy nine with Setsbita's appears in a game over the last two years. But so it's thirty games over five hundred. All right? Now just some career stuff on Sespitas. He has hundred and thirty seven career homers. He had the first home run ever to reach the third deck in City Field history. He had his 30th home run as a member of the Mets in his 92nd game as a Met, which is impressive. He has a home run rate of, as a Met, a home run every 6.06 at bats for the Mets. 2016 NL Silver Slugger Award. He had a grand slam and six RBIs, most by any Met in an inning in team history. Two-time All-Star. Yeah, back-to-back home run derby, derby winner. And his career stats, 272 average, 57 career outfield assists, or a 494 slugging percentage. There's some stats on sets, but it's just so, you know, it importance him in the lineup, anybody who watches it, you know how good he is when he's in the lineup. It, it, it when The Mets win when he's there, that's the bottom line. When he's not in the lineup, anybody who's watching baseball could see that the Mets are a different team without Seth, but he's in the lineup. It's clear as day. So... Keeping him was obviously the top priority, and like I said, now they need other moves, so you can't just stop now. you got to trade one of the outfielders at least, then you got to dress catch or relief pitching. Obviously, like I said, I love McCutcheon, but it's really not realistic, I don't think, for the Mets. So we have to go trade what we got, but we have to load up. To me, weed and a, a big-time reliever. I mean, this team could be a World Series contender, just spend a little more money. Hey, seriously, their payroll is not even close to the – I mean, they're at 140-something right now, which is bottom half of the league still. Like or the second – like at least, at least like 15 to 20 range of salary. So, and the Braves added another pitcher with Jaime Garcia in a trade with, uh, with the Cardinals. So, the Braves now added Jaime Garcia, R.A. Dickey, and – Bartolo called three veteran pitches to the rotation. Now here, they're looking to fail as well, so that'll be interesting. The Padres uh, non-tended Tyson Ross series. I know he was injured last year, but there's an interesting arm now on the free agent list for a team that needs a pitcher. So that might be a nice little pickup for the Yankees right there, Tyson Ross, to keep an eye on. So, we're going to keep going through rumors throughout the show. Obviously, I have a, I'm going to later on in the show, I'm going to go through all the free agents and make a prediction where they might land. And uh, so I'll definitely be doing that. Right now I'm going to hit the phone line.
0: Yeah.
2: What's up, Padman? What's going on? Good morning, Mr. Mojo. How are you doing? Good morning, Good morning, my man. Good. I, I love your rant. Thank you.
3: Very that nice. It wasn't really a rant. It wasn't really a rant. It's just going through stuff. But yeah, thank you. Well,
2: it was not it was a rant, but it was, it was your thoughts. It was your uh, it was a brain dump. Yeah. Which was very nice. What's That's your nice. thoughts? Obviously, I know your ha- happy assessment isn't back in the fold, right? Well. Any Mets fan that's not happy to have back in the back of the fold is either a moron or they're, or, or they're not really a Mets fan. Because I have also some people that I know that are Mets fans that are, are, are bringing up, you know, him kicking a ball, he's lazy, he's this, he's that. You know, and to me, I haven't seen an impact that on Mets lineup in literally 15 years, maybe more. That's all nonsense. And that's
0: the bottom
2: line. say that, you know? And and to me, that's nonsense. Years, and in four years, he still could be a productive player. I mean, he'd still be, he'll still be young. He'll be 35, 36. Well, he'll be 34, actually,
3: when the contract runs out. And now, to make that comparison, here's Edwin Encarnacion, who's 34 right now, and he's about to get a big payday, and he just hit 40 homers last year. So, at 34 years old, you could still be very productive, you know? <laughs>
2: It's a good deal all around. I think for him, you know, he got a a pretty decent price per year. He should be happy with it. I would hope he is. And I think the Mets really got one piece or maybe two or three pieces to put them on top of the division. You know, and... Well, what would you do next? Well, could we stop by the premise of saying Let's assume the pitching will be Somewhat healthy Okay yeah, we, have to,
3: we have to assume that
2: exactly Okay Assuming that I think there's two areas You really have to address One is the catcher position And Relief pitching Relief pitching for two reasons One Familia did um, Blow two huge games in the postseason Or three actually for us in the last two years. And number two, uh, because of his domestic dispute issues, um, we might not see him for 50 games, and that's enough that if we don't have a strong bullpen, um, you know, you might not be able to, you know, survive this year by going mediocre for the first 50 games. <laughs>
3: so Yeah, well, if you look at it, so Reyes, Reyes got, what, 51 games? Chapman got 30 games. So you got to figure he's going to get be anywhere between 30 to 50. Yeah, he's going to get in between there, 30 to 50.
2: Yeah, so let's, so let's, let's, let's go with 50. He's either going to be gone anyway
3: from a month to two months. He'll be back in May yeah. or early June.
2: Now, now that actually might help us in the postseason, but we have to get there. And that's enough games that you really sort of plan and a really solid alternative plan. not like he's out two weeks. For three weeks, it's two months is a long time in baseball, you know? Um, so, to me, the relief pitching is probably the number one priority. Number two is catching. The only thing I would do, don't want to address the catching situation, then you have to upgrade somewhere else. And to me, it would either be first base or the outfield. Um, I'd love to upgrade third base, but, you know, it's not a reality, so I don't even think we should entertain the thought. You know, they, they,
3: they, they believe what? I don't think they need to upgrade third base Because I think you could go with Reyes there I really do I don't think you need to upgrade third base I think obviously first base is a position I would love to upgrade As I mentioned in the beginning uh, I don't think they're going to though Because I they think they're waiting on Dominic Smith And they're going to give the dude little one more year I think um, catcher, and, catcher and bullpen Are the clear areas And catcher to me is really is, is So glaring and then you have two free agent catches out there that are both big upgrades, both guys coming off injuries that you could probably get on the cheap. Uh, you know, I see no reason why you don't roll the dice with one of either Weeders or Ramos, honestly.
2: Well, I agree with you. I, I like Weeders, honestly, when you look at his stats better than Ramos. And I think you could probably get them a little cheaper. Um, but I think both of them will be clear upgrades, and then you can kind of go with Rene Rivera as the backup. Especially since yeah. uh sister God likes them.
3: Well, it's only fitting, Padman, as we're talking about catching, we would bring Dr. Ray into the conversation. What's up, Alan? Go on, what's going you? on? Hey, guys.
0: Good morning. How's it going?
3: Good morning. Good morning, Alan, Good morning. Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So,
2: catchonomics. What's your thoughts
3: on the catch? Alan, situation? what's your take on the catching situation now as we're talking about it? Look, we we still have a fairly young pitching staff. They need... A veteran catcher? It, they have two, one catcher that's spent and one catcher that's just a veteran but too old. He's, he's not like a star that's, um, and I'm talking about Rene Rivera. He's not a star catcher that we're putting in there. It's just nice Syndergaard likes him, but uh, we all saw the mess with Syndergaard and stealing bases last year. Neither catcher could do anything to stop it. So if, it, if there's anything they really need to do in the offseason, in the spring and it's to school these guys on holding runners on first so Syndergaard doesn't look like a fool with guys just stealing our will against him. That that you know was what's like amazing a little embarrassing for me Remember the year before when we made the playoffs? You know, and, and Syndergaard was pitching great? That stolen base, you know, giving up those fields wasn't a big issue then. Right? No, it it's didn't like something like it, that fell apart this year. Yeah, see, it's I pretty didn't see did it And it wasn't just in the it was the whole staff. It's like we did, he was just the worst of them. There, there's something clearly wrong there, coaching wise. In what well, we, what the, exactly, the it comes down deal. to coaching. No, he's right. It comes down, I to, actually,
2: coaching. It comes down to coaching. I, I actually disagree with the comment a little bit. Not, not so much, but I'd like to make a comment on it. When we played the Royals, right? Yeah. Mm. I think they exposed, I think their speed exposed. A defense and a lack of being able to throw anybody out. They stole a bunch of bases. Now, now maybe the bases didn't attribute to runs per se. I, I thought they did, but maybe they didn't. But it does play on 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 the temperament of the pitcher. It does play on the temperament of the catcher, and it does give the other team a lot of confidence. And you, you can't take that away. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's true. But you know,
3: you know what, Rene Rivera has a pretty good arm, so it, it's hard to. Blame it all on the catcher. Darno doesn't have much of an arm. So when he's in there, you could say it's Darno. But Rivera had an arm, came up, looked good. And even with a guy throwing 95 to second base, it just didn't seem to matter. And yet, you're right, it might have started to get exposed in the World Series, but we still went a whole season with it not being an issue. And then the next season, it, it was a major issue that progressively got worse. So well, something in the coaching, the pitchers, the, the catcher, something's just wrong. They're still like. It was embarrassing. I, you know, when I look at the aspects of the game, that aspect of the Met game last year was not on a major league level. Well, well oh, you're right. And you know what? Like you said the year before against Kansas City, Kansas City kind of embarrassed the Mets' poorest defense in that series. You know, like Murphy got yeah. exposed, Duda got exposed, the catches got exposed in that series. So Wait, it was, no. we put a bunch of average defenders out there that can hit somewhat and thought we could get by with it, you know, to the level of a World Series, and clearly not. Well, and that was part of the reason they replaced Murphy, right, because of his defense. Right. You know, that that was part of the reason they got rid of Murphy. Probably the reason they got rid of Murphy. Yeah, we kept Duda well, for some reason. <laughs> we should have well, got rid of I Duda think, and kept Murphy. I
2: think, I think in all fairness to the Mets, and this is, look, I would love to upgrade first state, all fairness to the Mets, what well, Duda was the last two years is a placeholder for Dominic Smith. That, that, that's yeah, you know, it was. They, they weren't going to go out and get some free agent unless they're getting a, a, a superstar and then make up a Dominic Smith in a deal somewhere. There, there's no reason to really upgrade that position. And all fairness, Duda did come close, close to 30 home runs two years in a row. Now, we all know they came in bunches and whatever, and he's poor defense, defensive skills, but he wasn't. You know, he's not the 32nd best catcher in the league. I mean, first well, you know, I mean You even... know what my worry is right now, Steve?
3: It's that we have Deuter at first, bad back. Walker at second, bad back. Wright at third, bad everything. Cabrera yeah. at short, bad knee. So, our whole infield is banged up. Cabrera, oh, the I, only I one I'm actually confident will play, will be healthy next year is Cabrera, having before?
2: I, I I agree. However... I like that kid who took over second base last year. I thought it was okay. DJ Rivera. Rivera. I thought he, pretty, he might get exposed, but I thought, you know, I'd like to see him on the major league level a little bit more. I like Flores as a filler at first base and third base and shortstop once in a while. I'm not saying that he answers those two guys, but I'm saying if somebody goes down for a short term, we do have people that could step into those positions.
3: Thanks, so I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, guys. You look at their infield. One thing the Mets don't really need right now are infielders. I mean, you got no. like I said, Duda, Walker, Cabrera, right? You have Reyes, Flores, T.J. Rivera. You have Gavin Cecchini, the young kid, and then you have Rosario, who's two years away, and Dominic Smith, who's one year away. So the Mets actually are fine in the infield, and the Mets actually have a log jam in the outfield. Yeah, I would love to upgrade. I would love to get McCutcheon. I mean, obviously, I would be all – if I was the GM, that's what I'd be looking at, but I'm not. So, well, I, like, but I Bruce Bruce like, i like, are going to get traded. You know, Bruce O'Grandison will be gone by the, probably within a week, I would say, one of them.
2: I like, I like McCutcheon for the pure reason we really don't have a pure center fielder. I mean, you could say the outfield's crowded, but name the pure center fielders we have.
3: That's yeah, right. that's it. Yeah, that's it. He, 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 and, and to me, and to me, and to me, he's a legitimate all-star player. Like if you have a chance, and he's under a reasonable well, contract. He's only got two years he's left at no. fourteen per so it's a
2: reasonable contract. Oh, that's exactly my point. My point is that it said the outfield's crowded, but to me, it's not crowded with the right personnel. You should have two guys that can play center field on a consistent basis. Granderson might be oh, a backup. Agree. LeGarish can't be out there every day. So McCutcheon, to me, would be a perfect guy to, to, to slide in there because, you know, m- maybe you could get rid of somebody in the deal or whatnot, right? Uh, I mean, in another deal. But he is a center fielder. He is a center fielder. there. then LeGarish, you don't mind as a backup. You really don't. Well, well, is a fine backup.
3: Well, Stevie, what I think you're going to have, I think you're going to have – Bruce or Grandison traded, the other one's going to play right, That's what is in left, and then you're going to see Lagaris and Comporto platooning in center. That's my opinion on what you're going to see next year
2: which which isn't the worst thing, but i would rather I would rather see
3: Comporto and Grandison
2: um flip flops in the outfield uh, and get a real center fielder and get rid of Bruce.
3: oh nice.
2: Because I think Bruce has some value.
3: But I really I'm do. quick to get rid of Bruce as everybody else
2: is, though. So. Like I think Bruce
3: has some bounce back. No, the that, no that's only an, uh, it's an odd thing with him. The
2: only thing I am saying about getting rid of Bruce, you misunderstand me. If we can get something of value, I am not saying get rid of him just to dump him like I like would do with Duda. I am saying he his numbers last year he's horrible for the Mets, which is a really bad charge. However, his numbers overall were pretty damn good. His power numbers were good last year, even if you add the yeah. 50 games with
3: the Mets. So,
5: listen, I, would, I, 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 would,
3: I would. Grandison was. Listen, I, Grandison's a great clubhouse guy. He's a great leader type guy. He's a great guy to have in your locker room. There's no doubt about it. But Grandison goes months with, without hitting. You cannot have that production. To me, Bruce is a guy who can hit that three run homer any game for you, he's an RBI producer. Wow, I would beat Bruce and trade Grandison really, personally.
2: You can't beat up Grandison's power, number one. Right? No, you
3: can't. And it's just, to me, can't. he's kind of, it's just it's the inconsistency. And he's 36 years old on top of it, Well, which is another, another red flag.
2: If he got rid of him, you'd have to probably take part of his salary. Is this $17 million this year?
3: I guess it depends who's getting him. Yeah, I mean, it also depends what you get back. You might get back salary, you know. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the I Orioles, cause the Orioles, the Orioles are the clear team being aggressive on Granderson. Like, obviously, a few teams want him, but they said the Orioles have clearly been the most aggressive. But the Orioles ain't going to trade any of their top bolts and arms, and they have a couple of good bullpen arms. Problem uh, is, they're not going to trade it, them.
2: Is it Zach Britton on
3: the Orioles? Yeah, they're not going to trade him. He's their best. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. You're not, you know, like, you, you think I'd you get like you get Zach Britton, you get Zach Britton, you're trading one, you're trading a, a top player or top young player off your team. You're not getting him for Jay Bruce or Curtis Granderson. I What
2: I'm saying is maybe that's what you do. You go for it
3: all. You trade. You get rid of. You you're going to give up. Britton. You're going gi- to give up Matt to get. You're going to give up Matt to get uh, Britton because that's probably what it would cost up, you. I'd give up Willa. They're not going to want Wheeler though. They're going to want Matt.
0: you're talking
3: Wheeler about one of the best. Relie- you're talking about one of the best relievers in baseball who had a 1.4 ERA last year. Yeah. You're not getting him Wheeler and Granderson. Lessons. It's not happening. They uh, want Granderson. They're not, they're not giving up their top relief pitcher for him, though. You know. Well, you got to be realistic. You got to be realistic. That's not realistic. They're not going to trade him. I'm just telling you, there's no way that Baltimore would trade Britain for Granderson and Neal. <laughs> really. I would do that That's in a I would do it right now. But it's not happening. So you
2: wouldn't give a match for Britain?
3: No, I wouldn't trade match for Britain. As much as I like Britain, I wouldn't trade the starter. I would, the, you know, I would try only to build thing the I'd both in to, differently.
2: The, the, the only thing I'd have to say, the World Series this year proved one thing, relief pitching, how important it is. And if you had Familiar, Britain, Reed, and whoever, that's pretty formidable. And if they're all on their game, that's pretty formidable lineup right there
3: at past the sixth inning. It's really. Let me I mean, ask you something, Steve. Why Why trade Matt for a Britton if you could go sign a Chapman, Jansen, Mel- Melanson, somebody like that, and keep Matt? Because I think m- m- money's an issue for the Mets. Yeah, but Britain Britain's going to be a, get big money after this
2: year himself.
3: So Yeah, he'd be like a one-year rental. Why is he a free agent next year? I think so. Yeah.
2: I thought he was two years. Okay. Well, have, I'm just saying he's he he's the kind of guy that the game would be a game changer gonna for us. I'm going to check that right and now. If we, I was talking. About. And, I'm going to check it. And if we can give up a little bit for him, but for maybe not that much, he would really be a game-changer for this year. Look, the bottom
3: line is Oh, no, listen, I love the idea. Steve, I love the idea of getting a Britain. I mean, obviously, if you put Britain with Familiar and Reed, the Mets' bullpen would be insane. I mean, that would be sick. It would be awesome, you know? I just don't know how, you know, if, that, if something like that. And, and, to...
2: and, and remember, what that would do, too, and I think is a key factor with the Mets, we wouldn't have to worry about innings limits so much. We wouldn't have to worry about these guys pitching, you know, 110 pitches a game because really, once they get past the sixth inning, you know, you got confidence in who's coming in. It doesn't really matter. Pitches need to do is go five, six innings and we're good. It would affect a lot of aspects of the game rather than just the wins that we all look at. It. It, it would affect all pitches on and the longevity of it and the strength of it and in the, uh, the the
0: endurance
2: throughout the year and into the playoffs which I think is a problem for the Mets because of the young arms um i think it affects you know i mean it, it even affects familiar getting tired at the end of the in-read getting overworked i mean it affects everything i mean so well, like you said before yeah, the one good able-
3: thing the one good thing about about the suspension to familiar is he'll be probably fresher at the end of the year now, right? Well, yeah, so but yeah, but you
2: have to get there. So you need to add a relief pitcher. So to me, why not if it's possible to get a top-line guy? If it's possible. No, you're, t- you're talking about
3: the Mets. I would say it's more likely going to be Wheeler. And, and then Hugo or Gesellman will Bob, end up Bob being Bob, one of the starting pitchers.
2: The long men, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, that's not a bad idea. If you were in Gisellman, Bruce... Wheeler.
3: No, I'm saying Wheeler's going to be in our bullpen. I don't think. Yeah, well, the Mets, the Mets are talking about it this week. They're talking about uh, Wheeler going to the bullpen.
2: I don't think mentioned. Wheeler's
3: going to the bullpen. I don't think so. Why I not? Mean, this after you, after been, years of never becoming a starter, and he's just a 95 mile an hour pitcher, he's never panned out as a starter for six years now. At some point, he's got to just be happy to be in baseball. That's a reality for him. Yeah. Whether he can convert. Listen, how many big starting prospects have come up as starters and they end up in the bullpen because of injury or whatever? It happens. I mean, right? It's part of the game. It happens. It does. And the Mets are in a spot where we have Gazelman, we have Lugo, we have guys more suitable to the starting rotation than Wheeler at this point. Like, like to me, to put him in the bullpen – Set-up man, Fareed, to ride out in the spring to see how he handles it is worth it. It's worth a shot. If the trade doesn't happen with Bruce. Well, look, Bruce or Granderson. It's hard to know who to keep out well, of the two of them. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with Alan. I think uh, it's something. Here's a guy on Baltimore. As we're talking about Baltimore, we're talking about Britton. How about their other their set-up guy, Darren O'Day? Now, there's a guy who would be a nice fit on that. He's another the
2: guy. He's another He's a setup guy. He's okay. You know what? Give me him. And he... Well, well. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I did two weeks ago on your show,
0: where I do give up
2: Brandon and Wheeler for him. Where, where I then? said, if you remember, I said maybe we shouldn't get the top pitching, good closer on a team, but a guy that has the potential. To me, he's the guy that could have the potential. Yeah,
4: well, he
2: right. so, I would here. give up Wheeler. Wheeler and Brandon to him? Yes. If he's, it, depends, it also depends if he's on a long-term deal or it's a it's a rental. I mean, I don't know, but if he's on a two-plus year deal, he can be with us absolutely. Bring him on.
6: Yeah, it's it's, it's just listen. There's options. If
3: they have to be willing to be creative to get the options done, or make a trade <laughs>
6: to get it done. You absolutely. know, the Mets got
3: to get. You know, we have to have trust that Sandy's going to get this done. Now, you know, listen, Sandy got set, that is done, so we're all happy, obviously, right now. So, yeah, Merry but, Christmas, but, <laughs> you know, the thing for me is, all right. So Steve, we were talking about this the other day and I said, you know, maybe come up. So we're talking, maybe some truth. So throw me a trade rumor out there that you would want, like a trade idea. Do you have a trade idea for me? A trade idea any, I would really love? It could be for any
2: player in any position,
3: anything. Just hypothetical, just, just for fun.
2: i give up right now. I love the guy Goldsmith on 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 uh, Arizona. I would I, for
3: him. I would give up Dominic Smith and Wheeler.
0: Okay, I think it would cost
3: obviously Dominic Smith, Nash, and something else. That 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 I throw in Bruce. I don't think they want. Think Bruce, but- I think that guy. I think that guy is a perennial. Realistically, a, would you do this trade? Would you do this trade of about the pro Would you give up Max Conforto and Dominic Smith for Goldschmidt? Or is that too much? Conforto. Too much. i, think yeah, Arizona I say, Con- Conforto. Arizona would, Arizona would probably make that trade because that's, a, that's three really good young players. That, that,
2: that to me is a little too much.
3: Is Conforto that proven? as
2: good. I, I would give up I would give up Wheeler, Lugo
3: uh, yeah, but You gotta give them what they want Steve, you gotta give them what they want look, at, look, if you're Arizona Okay, and the Mets are asking you For your franchise best player Right? What are you gonna ask the Mets for? You're gonna, first of all, you're gonna start Asking for Syndergaard Obviously the Mets are gonna shoot you down there But you're gonna start at Syndergaard, any North you would be an idiot. You know what? You know what? For him, right. if you For him I
2: give up. I tell you what, I give him Match, Hugo, and Comforto. That's
0: For Fugo and
3: Comforto. Well, you might as well portray Dominic Smith because you, you don't need him if you got Goldsmith.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not not Comforto, Dominic Smith. Yeah,
3: they're going to want a first baseman. How about Matt Wheeler and Dominic Smith? Well, you throw in Duda. Duda's a throw in. Who cares? They don't want Duda. You've got you to see something they want. You've know? you got to give them what they want. You've got to be realistic. What would they want? We can get this done. They need pitching. Max and Wheeler, obviously, two nice young pitches right there. You no, know, I give, up, I Smith, give a A, a young future first baseman, a top 30 prospect in, in Dominic Smith
2: with those two pitches. I think that's match. something that could get you, to, get you into the conversation for sure. Max, Lugo, Dominic Smith.
3: Uh, but if they insist on Wheeler instead of Lugo, would you
2: do it? I don't know because, you know, everybody's saying that Lu, that, that Wheeler has better stuff than everybody they've ever seen. And was took so much time grooming this guy and being patient with him. I'd like to see him pitch as a Met.
3: Like, well, Dr. A you know, have a view of Zach Wheeler, right, Dr. A? Oh, I'd like to see him pitch as a Met, but in the bullpen. I'm kind of through with him as a starter. So, it's, a, it's an annual disappointment for six years. <laughs> well, even when he was healthy, he's a five inning pitcher, right? Yeah, I think he's yep. twelve and thir, 13, 13 and twelve, or twelve and thirteen all the time. He's been a five hundred pitcher. He would get a lot of strikeouts or give up a lot of hits. He never really got enough starts, you know, to get into a routine and have a, a solid season. I, I, to me, he's the type of pitcher that at this point in his career, he's tailor made for the bullpen. If he can still throw upper 90s, I don't, I don't think he'll ever start more than two seasons in a row healthy. I just don't see it. You know, you, you got a good
2: point. But either way, I'd like to see him pitch as a mat. I mean, we just put the so fact, much time into the fact That's that, that That's he what didn't I'm come to back kind of troublesome, right? Because we expected him I back last I also agree with Mojo. I think Matt is injury-prone and brittle, and every year he's going to miss a you know, combined six weeks. Of a season for something blisters, ask Rash, whatever.
3: I mean, there's only listen. No I love the lefty who throws 96 miles an hour. How can't you like it?
5: You know what I mean? I right. like them,
2: but you know what? I like I like if He's you put Goldsmith. If you put Goldsmith on our team and you have him in there next to Cespedes, um we become a and if you and if you can maintain Bruce, let's say. You really have a formidable lineup. You, you, you catapult
3: yourself offensively
2: up the food chain pretty pretty quickly. And you really maintain a lot of would I would, I, I,
3: I would rather have Bruce than Grandison. I've got to be honest with you. Well, yes, the, the Mets got to know something that fans don't. How happy or unhappy was Bruce being here? How was he you in know, the lockdown? <laughs> no, he exactly, was totally Alex, unhappy, exactly. ship him. If, if, if he's okay with it and wants to prove something... His upside is Supposedly is he didn't fit in that that he didn't fit in with his teammates This I He, he also he in all fairness.
2: In, 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 in. in all fairness, he got catapulted Onto the Mets In the middle of a pennant race and maybe mentally He's not that kind of guy
3: You know, he yeah, got well, know that, no uh, in the middle of a pennant in race Cespedes was out He probably felt yeah, so he had to carry
2: the whole
6: team He did start hitting Towards the end right He did start hitting towards the end
2: Uh, I look very little, but did. look, guys. I have to hop, but but listen. I think somebody's birthday's coming up. At least that's what I think. So, if that person's birthday is coming up, and I'm not going to see you on Monday, have a wonderful birthday. Am I right or wrong?
3: Thank you very much. I thought (laughs) so.
2: Okay.
3: (laughs) But but we still got we still got we still got nine days,
2: Uh, man. Okay.
3: Talk to so you later, guys. Next weekend,
0: Yuka.
3: Can... All right. All right, Pat, man. Thank you. All right. Alex. Yeah. Alex. I, I, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you, I'm control. a little torn up Bruce and Grandison. You know, I, I think everyone likes Grandison for what he does at the end of the season. I think he consistently helps put us in a hole the first half of the season. I'd almost... Want to see Bruce over him I, I think I agree with, with you on that It's not the worst thing in the world if the Mets keep Bruce And he just um, hits a dirty home runs Or at least has 50 RBIs By midseason That's something grandison's not going to do Maybe they won't be in a hole you, you made a good point We have to catch up 10 games on the Nationals we, we can't do it with the same team We had last year That's the team that put us 10 games in a hole And here they are They're looking at Ed McCutcheon Right? They're looking at Hutchin yeah. and. Uh, and Hutchin's uh, you know, a, a, a bit of a gamble. There's a reason why the Pirates want to unload him. It's not just salary, it's salary since they paid him. His numbers have gone so his down. His salary has the gone down.
0: It's actually
3: affordable the next three years. Yeah, but his numbers have been bad and his feelings has been bad. Like, there's something going on with him and the Pirates. Well, just he, had one. he had a bad year last year, so that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's, is he declining, or is it just a bad year? You know, that's declining, or something was wrong—a back issue. You know, whoever gets him has to really know why did Why did his numbers go down? Is it was just an off season? Next year he bounced back. He's a he's a great pickup. He's an all star player. You know, but I think his numbers went down like what we see with Lagaris and guys they show all this promise. Not that Lagaris has ever been McCutcheon. But when they get injured, they become very average. And that's the kind of season McCutcheon had. So I'm more worried he's got some kind of issue that that they see. Yeah, hit. well, that, that's been and, the talk, like, what's wrong with him? Why, with, why are they trying to trade him? But they're all looking for a King's ransom. So it ain't like they, they're going to trade him for nothing. Like, whoever's getting him is going to pay. You know, even the Nationals, they're going to have to give up on the box for the deal, you know, to get him. McCutcheon's got a great upside. If you just, if there yeah, is nothing wrong with box him, box and he bounces back. Of. Yeah, the guy like, that can like, hit still like bases, 12, he does everything. Who's
0: set of field, though,
3: you know? Uh, I love him in the Mets lineup, but I, I would just be careful with looking into what happened to him last year. It, it, guys may yeah. have an off year hitting, but they still field. He didn't field well, he didn't hit well, he didn't throw well. Like something fell apart with him last year. You don't yeah. go from all-star to all-average, and that's exactly what happened with him. So, you know, if he goes to the Nationals, I hope he has two terrible years in a row. You know, and and they're making yeah, yeah. a mistake with him. Or,
0: or, or he's going to be
3: Murphy if he goes to the Nationals. Yeah, or will be Murphy. And it's something odd there, too. You know, you brought in Murphy. The guy had stellar year. You can't hit much better than what Murphy did. And for whatever reason, Harper had a terrible year for Harper.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, that's and they like still the won the division
3: thing. by ten games.
5: And Strasburg is, and was Hopper
3: hurt. wasn't part of that. Right? Wait. So you had it, Strasburg hurt. You had you had a, a bit, they had a blow up at closer. Papelbon was you know Papelbon caused a huge distraction. They ended up getting Melanson later in the year, but they had mm-hmm. issues with the closer. You know Strasburg out you know ended up going hurt. I mean they had a great first half Strasburg, but Hopper had a bad right. year, and, and they still won the division by ten games. Right. So. Yeah. And then so they next have year you're looking kids. at it's emerging kid Trey Turner, who's an emerging star. This kid they have Trey Turner. Maybe Murphy and uh, Harper back to back in the lineup wasn't good. They'll probably toy with that, move them around, get Harper hitting. If Harper, them up. and Harper hits, we got a we got a mountain to climb those ten games. If, yes. if Harper Well, I bet you if they season. get McCutcheon, you're going to see like that's how they're going to split them up. You'll probably see Harper, McCutcheon, Murphy, lefty, righty, lefty like that. Yeah. Something that will get Harper going. And if Murray and Harper Carter at it, the top of the order, they got a good hitting team. Yeah. Hey, and has got to look at the Braves at the end of last season. They were like tops in scoring runs. You know, so we can't go in with the same team and say, hey, we got Cespedes you know, and we're done with it. Yeah. And we won't have to yeah, know and you and for the, all these the, games. And the Braves, yeah, and the Braves, the Braves have added some pitch. The Braves, Dickie, Colon, their veteran pitchers that are great, but. Listen, their offense was good last year, you Now they had
0: Dickie Colon. And they traded for Jaime
3: Garcia, and I heard they're involved in the sale talks too. So yeah, they, and not for they, not, not didn't show. Colon's old. We got younger pitchers. Didn't he shouldn't have been a priority, but he didn't show signs of slowing down or that he won't be able to pitch next season. I, I think the Braves are going to have a decent pickup in him for them. Yeah, you know, and he's clearly oh, a yeah. good clubhouse guy. So you know, the Mets got things to consider.
0: And, then,
3: yeah, and that and what, what Yeah, yeah. No, I was you know what they said was the key to Cologne picking the Braves, I heard? That the Braves guaranteed mm-hmm. him a rotation slot. The Mets weren't guaranteeing him a rotation spot. The Mets were basically right. saying if Wheeler if Wheeler came back and looked great, Wheeler's gonna be our fifth starter. Right. That that's what they basically were telling him.
1: You know, and, Wheeler
3: could be the fifth starter. the, the issue is because of Familia's incident, the Mets need bullpen help, and if we're not going to get yeah. in a trade, you know, it it has to be Wheeler. That's that's my my thinking on that. He's the best, hardest throwing guy we got in the starting rotation, and we have other guys yeah. that can fill the spot. Two pitchers and Lugo and Gazzelman. So. We're, we're really will is definitely goes to the bullpen. interesting as a bullpen arm. He's interesting as a bullpen arm. There's no doubt about you know, all, it. Because if he can come in for like one Reed. to win at a time and throw gas, you know, that's well, We big. like Reed, but we, we've all seen this before. A guy is great setup guy. Like, Reed was great last year. Pretty much almost every time he came in, shut it down. Stepping in into yeah, the ninth inning is not yeah. the same. Uh, it, it's a gamble. We can't presume he what he almost, did in the eighth inning. He was almost a good as... Yeah, he was almost, he's probably as good as Familia last year, right? Yeah, but there is something to moving guys to the ninth inning, to that closing role, where sometimes they don't handle it. They they yeah. know there's. You come in in the eighth, and you know someone else is shutting it down for you. Now, when you come in in the ninth, you're shutting it down, and it's a, a huge mental step. Can re-handle that? He's going to have the opportunity clearly. If he does well, Familia can come back and be the setup guy because Familia's cracked and down the stretch for two years in a row overused, kind of fatigued. He made a great point. He comes back and he's not fatigued. That could be huge for the match. I, I, he's got a mental issue, World Series on, but I, I do think a lot of it is fatigue. Yeah. For him to come up pumped up and strong late in the year would, would be huge for us, but, but Padman, so you said, we got to get there. we got 10 games to climb what? on Washington. we got to get there. I Get a big relief pitcher. And I'm not even saying Chapman. Obviously, I'd love to get Chapman, but they're not. I know they're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's going to the Yankees. Chapman's going back to the Yankees. But get somebody really good. Like, why can't you just get somebody else? Like, I'm not saying even get him with Jansen. All right. I'd love to get Jansen, too, but you're not getting him either. You guys are going to get 80, 90 million. The Mets ain't paying that for a relief pitcher. Mm. But there's got to be somebody either. you got to be creative with a trade. The Mets have. They have extra outfielders. They have extra infielders. They they have pitching. They have stuff to make a trade, you know? It's true. So, we we have too many potential starters, outfield and infield, to, and say we have needs to not move There's somebody. no way we can't you use know. something there to get a relief pitcher in here. Yeah. You know? And then, to me, I, I know I said it earlier, and maybe a you know, broken record with it, but Matt Wieders is, is a perfect fit for the Mets right now. And he's sitting out there, coming off an injury at a cheap deal. I don't get it. I just don't. You can't tell me that Travis Darnold is better than Matt Leeds. There's nobody in this world that can tell me that, because it's not even close. No, yeah. I I think what they're doing in the catcher position, you know, and and I've liked Darnold all the way up to last season. Last season, I think, is where he crossed the line from, he's done. You know, he should be a a backup catcher someplace. I, i be surprised, and I think they're hoping that he come, makes a bounce-back year. But I, I look at his age, his skill set, um, the shoulder surgeries, both shoulders, throwing arm. I, I don't think he'll ever be what he was in the past again. It, it's too big of a gamble. We're going to see uh, Rivera as our starting catcher, and he's an older guy. I don't know if he can be a starting catcher for a whole season. It, it, yeah. they're not, they haven't put themselves in the best position that they could in the catcher spot. They're, they're just yeah. not. They're, and you've read it, I've read it. They want to go with these two guys.
0: I just don't get it. We, you
3: know, you have a switch hitting, power hitting catcher who's, who's out there that you could get on a relatively one or two year deal right now. There's no reason not to do it. So to me, Garno can't hit or steal. You know, he's one I mean, thing. I, he, I, be I, he has I, a good bat. We always knew he wasn't a great fielder, but you know, we like you know, a lot of his bats don't look that bad, right? But now he ain't even hitting. And if he's not hitting,
0: he's useless. You know, and uh, to uh,
3: me, he's useless. Are they thinking Pilecki's going to somehow turn it around? He's, he was a strong, healthy player. Was, I, I'm not convinced on Pilecki either, you know. No, he he didn't hit. He was given Golden opportunity. You know, and he looked like he'd really be the guy to push out Darno, And it, when he got the opportunity, it all went backwards on him defensively, calling the game, hitting. He, that was a meltdown in the catcher position. Yeah. Like, where he had to come out, and Darno and uh, Rivera both were better than him. I, I don't know if he's fixed. So, we're looking at going it with those three. That, that It's a weak spot. There's no way around it. I think the only thing they got to go after right now is relievers. I heard they want two lefties, and they're saying Blevins is probably price, getting priced out of the Mets' wage. I guess Blevins is going to get a multi-year deal somewhere, so we're going to have to replace Blevins and then get another lefty. You know, Blevins is good though, right? As a left-handed specialist, I and mean, he owned Murphy. Something to consider, but yeah, I think Hopper too. he own, yeah. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I know we're, what just we'll
3: hours, know. we're just hours away. Listen, we're just out. Me and Dr. A is just hours away from Big Ed's barbecue right now. <laughs> four o'clock? Yeah, around four o'clock. I'll text you when yeah. we're going to leave and everything. Definitely. You can like breakfast. That's look forward to it. All you can eat. The whole whole big edge barbecue should only know the two celebrities that are coming there tonight,
0: you know?
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I'll let you go. Enjoy your day, and I'll I'll hook up with you later. I'll see you later on. Okay. Text me.
0: All right, man.
3: Definitely. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Bye. Bye. Dr. A, Alan from Old Bridge, calling in, talking baseball. Great segment. In the Padman, doing Mets. We did a lot of baseball in the first hour, obviously, with Seth for this signing and all the winter meetings. I'm going to get back to it later because I have some rumors I want to go over, some winter meetings, predictions and rumors. So I definitely want to go through that later in the show. Probably going to do that in the final hour of the show. But we are going to get into week 13 of the NFL as football is here as well this week, just tomorrow. So we got some big games. Obviously, Dallas beat Minnesota the other night in a close game. So that was a great game. And uh, we're going to talk about that and more with PDV.
0: Time to play the game!
7: <laughs> about the game, and how you play it, it's all about control, and if you can take it, all about your debt, and if you can pay it, it's all about
0: pain, and who's gonna make it, I am the game, you don't wanna play me, I am control, no way you can shake me, I am heavy debt, no way you can pay me, I am the pain, and I know you can't take me, Look over your shoulder, ready to run, like a like this from a smoking gun, I am the game, and I i to move on out here and die like a fool Trying to figure out what my mood's gonna be Come on over, circle, oh, why don't you ask me? Don't you forget there's a price you can pay Cause I am the game and I want to play What's going on,
6: Pete? What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? All right, man. I'm just looking at the games this week, man. We got a really, a really, a lot of a lot of competitive games, a lot of exciting games, and a lot of good teams matching up against each other, you know, to make up some great matchups for week 13, yeah. and it's a great weekend, football.
3: No, really, it really is a great weekend. We're going to go through it, and Pete, you're coming off. Another 12 and – you went 13 and 1 and 12 and 4 in the last two weeks. Now your record's up to 108, 67, and 2. And I'm at 115, 60, and 2. So we're both – we're both at least 40 games or more over 500 – over, you know, 500 here at this point. So obviously – obviously, if we were actually betting on these games, we'd be pretty rich men right now. But we don't bet, so (laughs) – Exactly Don't need that pressure But we make our predictions And hopefully other people Are taking our predictions And we're betting them So Alright so Obviously let's talk about Just about the Dallas Minnesota game The other night And obviously uh, Dallas pulled out a close one You know Minnesota Came back gallantly. At the defense Played great all night And uh, But the two point conversion They couldn't get Obviously he got hit in the helmet but, You know whatever They missed the call at the end, and but uh, so it was a good game, a competitive game. What did you think of it?
6: It was a great game, Al. You know, uh, you know, that been not the most exciting game if you're looking for offense. But I don't mind a defensive game. Dallas just made just enough, just enough plays to win the game. You know, nothing special, but when they needed to make a play, you know, the plays were made. And uh, you know, I if if that's Tom Brady, I hate to say, uh, if that's Tom Brady, you know, going for the two point conversion, he's like three flags on the play. You know, even if you graze his yeah. helmet, the guy, the guy clearly, you know, more than grazed his face mask, and it should have been, you know, not that they're going to make the two point conversion if they make the penalty, but you know what? Stop being hypocrites, NFL. You, you, you got to make the, you got to make the calls on every quarterback, whether it's Cam Newton or the worst quarterback in the league. I mean, you, you, you gotta, you, you gotta throw the flag if yeah. if you're ruled you rule yeah, you can't throw the flag. Clearly
3: got hit in the, the head. head. I mean, clearly hit in the head.
6: Yeah, I mean, listen. I may not like the rule, but it's the rule. I mean, how many times do I sit there and watch a guy just graze a guy's helmet and to see plants go on the field, you know, for for nothing? You know, if it's yeah, if it's uh, yeah. you know, like if that's
3: Brady, they throw
6: the flag. Oh, no doubt.
0: Yeah. You know,
3: if, you can make a good case that if it was Prescott, they would have
0: threw the flag. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. You know.
3: But yeah, Dallas squeaked it out. Now they think, well, Minnesota laid out the blueprint to beat Dallas. I mean, I don't know if that, that's necessarily true. They just happened of almost beat them
0: one night. I mean, you
3: know, obviously their defense is good. Not many people have a defense as good as Minnesota either. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> personnel. But, so they, they, they were able to stay in the game because of that. But, you know, but the Minnesota just didn't have enough buying power to win the game, you know, and that's what it came down to. And, uh, you know, obviously the two-point conversion—they should have had another shot. It would have been closer, and they probably could have ran the ball even if that was a penalty, right? They probably would have handed it off to Acciata, right? If they would have uh, got another shot with yes. the one.
6: Yeah. Well, you know what? No matter what, whatever play they called, they should have had another shot. I mean, not saying that they—they would have made it, you know. It's probably fifty yeah. you know, fifty-fifty you know, if they make it or not. But you know, I would have liked to have seen them, you know, at least try.
3: Yeah, here's Dallas now, eleven and one. Insane, right? crazy. Yeah, eleven straight wins.
0: I mean, it's pretty crazy. And uh, so,
3: all right. I mean, it was a tough loss for Minnesota. Obviously, now they fall to six and six. So now they're, you know, even further behind Detroit. So, you know, we'll see what happens then. And we're going to start off with Detroit at New Orleans on on tomorrow. What's your take on that game? I, I like New Orleans at home in this game.
6: Yeah, I like New Orleans, but you know what? There's is one of those good matchups. You know, it's just, uh, you know, you wouldn't have thought at the beginning of the year that the Detroit New Orleans game would have been a big, big matchup. But you know what? It is. You know, you, I think uh, Detroit's uh, leading division. I'm pretty sure that they're division division leaders right now. And you got New Orleans trying to um, scrap their way back into a playoff spot. And you know, you got good, really uh, a great offense against a pretty good defense. That we, you know, that was. The, it was underrated, you know. Nobody predicted beginning of the year that you know Detroit would have one of these uh, one of these great defenses. But you know what, they're solid, you know what, and they make plays when they have to. And Detroit, I think in every one of their wins, they were losing in the fourth quarter. It was just crazy how they make these comebacks. Stafford's a good quarterback when you need a when you need one of those drives, you know, at the end of the game, you know, to get your team in. Whether it be a field goal or a touchdown, he seems to always perform well.
3: Let's talk about Stafford for a second I mean Stafford's really having a great year right With the loss of Calvin Johnson Stafford's playing unbelievable this year
6: You know what I actually think it helped him You know because he's just throwing the ball to that Open receiver doesn't feel the pressure you know To get the ball to target Calvin Johnson 10 to 15 times a game And you know and and, and They don't have a great receiver But they have a bunch of good quick wide receivers Who seem to get open And you know and he's just putting the ball where it is If you look at the numbers he's still for you know the numbers aren't guard. He's only throwing for twenty eight hundred yards, oh, you know, almost twenty nine hundred yards. He's got twenty two touchdowns and only five interceptions. You know, and he's got nineteen touchdowns. I'm sorry, and five interceptions. You know, the interception number is really low. I mean, for you know, for for for, for Matthew Stafford, and you know what? He's uh, you know, he's living up to the height of hype of being a number one overall quarterback. You know, maybe finally we get to see him play in the playoffs this year. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, great assessment. But we both agree that New Orleans at home might just have a little too much for them this
3: week. Breeze is playing unbelievable. Speaking of quarterback, Breeze is playing unbelievable.
6: Yeah, you look at the numbers, 3,600 yards, 30, 30 touchdowns, only eight interceptions. I mean, he's having a fantastic year, you know, and, you know, plays well at home, plays great in domes, you know, and you know what? the they're five and six. They, I mean, in, in a mediocre NFC South, you know, they they, they do have a shot to win that division and possibly, you know, maybe not win the division, but possibly, you know, scrap away into a playoff spot. Can, you know, depending on how, uh, you know, how the dominoes And they lost a real tough game to
3: Denver on that two point conversion. I mean, they yeah, could.
6: That they have won that
3: game. Yeah, that game's, That know. game's going to hold them. All right, so we both got New Orleans there. It's the Chiefs Falcons. <laughs> That's a, a an interesting game as well. Yeah, another,
0: another great match. game
3: this weekend. I'm gonna go with the home team here. You know, I've been picking against Atlanta and I keep losing, so I'm gonna go with Atlanta this week at home. I think the Chiefs are finally gonna get slowed up on the road here.
6: Yeah. Game. I I'm I am i I'm gonna go I'm gonna I've been I've been riding Atlanta, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go against my own tendencies here and pick Kansas City on the road because I don't know, they just they, they 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 don't win games the way you know like a dominant team would, but they they always find a way to win these games. It's just either they make a play on defense, special teams, or you know all their offense. You know if they keep the game close, drives their team in for for one of those late field goals. I can see one of those this being one of those games where it's like a let's say a twenty twenty seventeen seventeen game late in the fourth quarter where Kansas City gets one of those those field goals at the end, and we'll see if you know. If Matty Ice with 40 seconds on the clock could drive his team down and get a get a field goal, tie it up again, overtime, one of those type of games. You know, it's a great yeah. matchup. I think it's a. I think it's a. I, I think it's a really interesting matchup where you're going to see a, a clash of two teams with two different styles of play. And it's going to be uh It's going to be a good game. I, I just wish that we could watch it here in New York, but you know you know, you know, you know what I complain about every other week, having to watch the Jets and the Giants, but you know. Yeah. Well, actually, you know it's open this week. We may actually get a chance to watch this game. It's the one o'clock game. Let me see when are the Giants playing? The Giants are playing at four twenty five so you know what We may actually have a chance to watch that game here in New York. the full game
3: yeah and, and you know last week that was some some uh comeback i mean that they pulled off against denver right I mean that game looked like Denver had that game
6: yeah it was a it was a, it was a it was another great game a Sunday night game I mean. You know they just they just made a play where they, they then they actually made a mistake. They you know you don't kick the ball to Tyreek Hill and you know you don't punt the ball to him. You punt the ball out of bounds. And first time first time they punted to him and he almost broke it. He was one one shoestring tackle away from uh, breaking it for a touchdown and they stopped him. And then they punted it to him again and he broke it for for what an eighty yard touchdown. And uh, they punted to him after that. <laughs> they won their lesson, yeah. but um, you know those uh. Kansas City just finds a way of putting putting uh, points on the board. All right, so unfortunately,
3: well, so at one o'clock on CBS, we're getting Houston Green Bay, and on Fox, we're getting the Rams New England. I mean, why would they even do that? Well, I mean, why are you I mean, doing with the Brady? Yeah, I mean, Brady and yeah, such a weight. and then Giants Steelers at four o'clock. So that's that's just, those, that's the setup. Which is a good game, too. We're Which get is a good game. game,
6: yeah, but... Why, why do I have to watch Green Bay and, and Mike McCartney and, uh, and Brock Osweiler? Why do I have to watch that? Ew. It's gross.
0: Yeah. Personally, yeah, I would have rather
3: seen the Ravens at the Dolphins. That's a big game, too.
0: I mean, it's a bigger game.
6: Oh, not Philadelphia and Cincinnati. There's so many games that they could put on.
0: Yeah.
6: Better, better than those. I like uh, them. I think the Philadelphia Cincinnati game is going to be a real competitive game too, and another exciting matchup. Why
0: well, don't you know, give us
6: just? Is Macklin is going the play it, this week? who's that? Macklin, is the latest from there? Uh, what I'm hearing is out, but uh. Okay.
0: You know,
6: those things could change. Uh, And
0: and now the
3: game I mentioned, the Rams-New England, I mean, obviously a big blow for New England with Gronkowski out for the year. So the long term of New England, obviously, you know, it's a big hit for their, you know, Super Bowl. They they could still win it even without him because it's Brady, but it's obviously a big hit losing Gronkowski. But this week, I don't think it's going to hurt them personally
0: this week against the Rams.
6: Well, there's going to be no impact this week. The Rams, you know, they basically stink. But even though – we got to see Goff play a pretty good game last week. He threw the ball, you know, threw the ball over the yard, and he threw what three touchdowns. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, bad. yeah. Showing, but oh uh, yeah, I like I like New England this week. I think they'll they'll, they'll find a way. They'll throw the ball or to one of their white boys, you know, the, them the cheating white boys that they have that that block before the pass. <laughs> yeah, they'll find they'll find a way to cheat and win this game.
0: <laughs> hey, listen.
3: Win. So it's not cheating unless you get caught, right? Is it that?
6: Yeah, well, when everybody else knows you're cheating and you don't get caught, it's still cheating.
3: Real cheese. All right, so, yeah, so we pretty
6: much agree New England's going to pound the Rams. And, you know,
3: uh, Martellus Bennett will probably be the biggest benefactor from all this because he's probably going to get a lot of work now. But he's a little banged up, too, I think, but... He obviously will beat him. And then, obviously, Edelman, the receivers will get more light And now with Dion Lewis back, that helps them, too, as well. So, in the passing game, too, even. So, that's, you know, a big addition for them to get him back.
1: All right. How about
3: Denver and Jacksonville? Does Denver take out its frustration on Jacksonville this week from last week? Well,
6: they have no Simeon. Simeon's going to be out this week. Uh, You're going to see uh, Paxton Lynch... uh... I don't know, I've been flip flopping back and forth in this game. Something tells me Jacksonville may put it all together in a game like this.
0: But uh I'm gonna you know, I to go
6: chalky. I'm gonna say Denver wins this game, uh probably something like uh twenty three uh twenty three thirteen, twenty three ten, twenty three seventeen, you know, it's you know maybe they score a late touchdown, Jacksonville, you know, against the uh, prevent defense. But uh yeah. I don't I don't think I,
0: you know, as much as I wanted to pick Jacksonville, I'm
6: just gonna I'm gonna go chalk here with Denver. I really think that they're uh, after a loss like last week that they're gonna be, uh, you know, firing all pistons.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, I mean, so I, I could even see like a 31 13 game. You know? I I see it complete. Like, oh, yeah, I, no I see problem. the defense. I see the defense coming out playing really strong and. I see Lynch holding his own and doing fairly okay, and I think Denver will take them apart.
0: Yeah.
3: All right. Now we got Houston at Green Bay. Are The Packers. What was it? Now Rodgers looked great last week. Was it a one week thing? Or, or will uh is Green Bay going to start getting a little thing rolling here? And the Texans just with Osweiler, just their offense just doesn't look good at all right now.
6: Yeah, I think he threw three interceptions. He's just he's just future. He's just uh. Yeah, I you know I can't even watch him play anymore. I just I I can't stand the guy. I just uh you know, I was really pumped up, you know, you know, going into the year thinking Houston may have found the quarterback, to, you know, basically know. missing piece, missing link, you know. You know they 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 have they have a, a solid core, a solid defense, you know, an okay okay an okay offensive line and a great one, an okay one. They have uh, they have. They added a lot of speed through the draft on offense, and uh, you know, the quarterback just stinks, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and they're, they're going into Green Bay right now at the wrong time. Although it, I don't know what it's like in in uh, Milwaukee right now, or or in Green Bay, but uh, you know, it looks like weather may not be a factor as of now, but uh, you know, but uh, I like Green Bay here, probably something like I don't know, they're gonna. I can see them running the score up at the end, something like thirty eight to twenty three, because their defense stinks too. Although I don't think Osweiler, you know, I don't think Osweiler and company are going to be able to take advantage of that porous defense. But uh, yeah, that's you know, that a bad defense. They just have a lot of
3: injuries. Horrendous.
6: Yeah, and, and you know what? It's not even that it's horrendous. You know, if they if they were healthy, you know, they they do do play good, do play pretty good. But you know what? They're a little banged up, and you know what? And and when and and they. And they haven't played well. And it's just, you know, next man up. That's the way it is in the NFL. Where you, don't, you know, nobody stops the games because of injury. You know, you got to keep going. And, you know.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I agree. Yeah,
6: you know, I, you know, I, I like Green Bay in this game rather easily. I mean, forget about he the said. points. But they're going to win this game, you know,
3: going away. I'll tell you, another bad start for my squad, they may pull them. This could be the last start of the year. They almost pulled them this week, I heard.
6: Anyway, you know what? They had that kid Savage from Pittsburgh, or who they drafted a couple of years back, who I actually think he has a pretty good arm talent. I, you know, he's never really gotten a chance there in, uh, in Houston. I would, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I wouldn't mind seeing him getting, you know, getting a look see last year. But I, I do think he was hurt. If He was healthy last year. It would have been nice to see him get a look. To, you know, to see if they even needed Aswara. But uh, I do like the kid Savage. I think he has pretty good arm talent. And you know, and we'll see. Uh, you know, if Oswala if Osweiler, you know, stinks it up again, you know, for the they, they 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 come out the second half with Savage and we'll see how it works.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I and you know the
3: problem is for them that is they're in first place, right? So it's like they could, yeah. even as bad as it's been, they're in first place. So they're in a tough spot, like right. You take him
6: out now while you're in first place
3: and replace them, even though they're in first place despite of him at this point.
6: Well, they're winning the game. Right. You know, you know, you know, looking through mirrors. You know, and you you can't just, you can't, you know, you can't you can't play the whole season like that and hope to, that you win every game twenty seven twenty four. Sometimes you, you need that quarterback that you know that goes out there and gives your team confidence the whole team. Yeah,
0: you're right.
6: All right, Silly at Cincinnati. We talked about
3: it. You mentioned this game earlier. This should be a very interesting game. I actually got to pick Silly on the road here to bounce back, because I just think Cincinnati got too many injuries with Green Bernard out. But, you know, Cincinnati, you should figure it would be a competitive game, though, at home. I expect a close game. What do you think?
6: Yeah, I think just because they're home, it'll be a competitive game. Uh, I like Philadelphia as well. I mean, I've been going Philadelphia, even though, even though uh, Carson Wentz hasn't, you know, started, I think he's thrown a pick now in four or five straight games. And, uh, you know, not that, you know, not that, you know, not that. Uh, you know, he's going to be a bad player or anything, but you know what? He's not going to throw 30 touchdowns in his rookie year and five interceptions.
1: You know, there are going to
6: be some, there's going to be a learning curve here. And, you know, I do like what I see out of him. You know, he, he made a couple of plays last week with his feet, you know, and, you know, and he, he best, and they are playing without uh, Matthews, uh, uh, the running back. He's not going to play this week, but uh, Philadelphia looks like uh, they have pretty good depth in the backfield, so it may not be a big, uh, as big an impact as it would for an, for another team. Yeah, and
3: what do you think, like, what do you think Philly's chances of making a run at the playoffs? you think it's realistic? I mean, obviously the last couple of weeks they're struggling okay. a little. I mean, obviously they need to – how many wins do you think any NFC is going to take to get a wild card? Ten or 11? I mean, ten? At least well, yeah, 10, right? that's, that's,
6: the, that's the problem. If you, do the, if you do the arithmetic, they may be in a – Big trouble, but you know what? I do think the last four games are division games, so at least they'll have a, uh, you know, at least they'll, they'll have control of their own destiny. You know, if they can win those games, but you know what? They're gonna have to win all those games. You know, it's you know those last couple of losses. You know, they they, they put themselves in a position where every game is a, a must-win, especially in a division. I think realistically, they could lose this game, and you know. And if they run the table, you know, with all the division games, you know, they could still make the playoffs. But I still think that number is going to be somewhere around t- 10 or 11, probably 10, 10, 10 wins gets you into playoffs in the NFC.
3: Yes. I, I, think, it's gonna be, I think they definitely need this game, obviously, or, or the season's over. So this is a must win for Philly. I expect them to go in and win. But, uh, Bengals like will present a tough task at home. I think just to play better at home, and you'll know, say so the crowd's going to be into it. So you know and their defense will play good.
0: So we'll see what happens.
3: Could be a good game.
6: All right, Ball-
3: Miami at Baltimore.
6: Obviously,
3: another huge AFC su- game.
6: The surging Miami Dolphins. Well, I, just, I was six reading in a row. Thing. Dolphins
3: six in a row. Six. Um, amazingly, six in a row.
6: Yeah, I was reading before that they're going to get Albert, Alberts, and and uh, back this week, and uh, that should really help. I mean, against, I guess uh, statistically, the best defense in the NFL, Baltimore, right now, playing at Especially home.
0: Especially against the rush. Yeah, and against the Especially
6: rush. against the rush, which is a good matchup for them because the Dolphins, you know, realistically would rather would like to run the ball to set up the pass. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take Baltimore this 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 week. You know, and the uh, and the Dolphins. Uh, you know, and the Dolphins' little run.
0: But you know, not that
6: you know not that Miami's a bad team. I just think it's a bad matchup for them, on especially on the road. You know, uh, and uh, you know, I think Baltimore may give them a problem. Problem. Uh, there may be a, may be an issue because Baltimore blitzes. I I've noticed blitz. They blitz. They have. They come up with some exotic blitzes from all all, all points of the field. They're going to keep uh Hill on his toes pre snap to read the blitz and uh set up the um. Set up the pass protection, you know, for for the offensive line. So I I like Baltimore simply because they, because of their defense, you know. And if they can score, I think if they score twenty points, that might be enough
3: this week. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, you know, surprisingly enough, I'm picking Baltimore too. And uh, I just think this. First of all, it's a bad matchup. I agree with 100 percent there. Two, Baltimore owns Miami over the last ten years. They, they always beat Miami. But I just think the matchup right now is this is a tough one to win. If Miami wins this game I'm really gonna be impressed because going on the road here, a tough environment, I guess a great defense. I could see Flacco hitting a big play with Steve Smith or something in this game too at some point. And I don't know. Like you said, I think it's I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game by at all. I could see like actually I could see like a – Seventeen, ten, seventeen, thirteen type game here, and I, I think it's going to be very close. And uh, but I think Baltimore at home is going to win. I just think Devontae Parker is most likely not playing. I think that's a huge, some a huge loss for the Dolphins. And uh, so I think that's going to be the factor. It's nice to get Tunzel and Albert back for sure. And supposedly they're getting Pouncy back next week, so they're, they're definitely getting healthy on the line. But uh. Just this week, I think it's a tough matchup on the road, so I'm going to actually pick Baltimore, and I hope I'm wrong. There's one game I actually hope I'm wrong in, but I, don't, I, I just think Baltimore's going to win this game, just knowing how Baltimore owns them over the last few years. All right, so now we're going to go. This next game, probably don't even need much time on this game, so we'll just make a pick here. San Francisco at Chicago, I mean, it's just pretty much a brutal game.
0: Oh,
6: I One and
3: ten versus two and nine here.
6: <clears> Ooh. <throat> Ew, ew! This is yeah, one of those young ones. So. Yeah, but Actually, uh, yeah. the they
3: almost beat the Dolphins last week. They almost came back and beat the Dolphins. Dolphins stopped them on the two-yard line. when Kaepernick tried to run in, and Sue made a great play. I don't know if you've seen that play. That was an unbelievable. Yeah, play. I saw the play.
6: They made a nice, nice comeback. But uh, yeah, That's something like that, you know, it builds character for the Dolphins on defense. You know, when you make those big stops at the end. So yeah, That's something we'll go forward to. All but, yeah, to one not, other thing that.
3: You like the guy in 40
6: 48. He's having a good year. Keiko Alonso for the Dolphins. Yeah, he's a good
3: player. You know what I mean, yeah, He's doing well for them.
6: Yeah, he's the you know the key piece in the 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 shady McCoy trade. But uh, you know he's uh makes plays. You know, and uh, I always liked I liked him in college. I liked he had a pretty he had a good rookie year, but then he blew out his knee, so that so that really hurt. But uh yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's a good player. He's actually he he actually's a he's a, a three down linebacker. He's he's really good in pass in, in, in a in the pass defense too. He 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 can he can uh yeah oh yeah you now know he's he, been
3: showing. He has a couple of interceptions. He had a pick six a couple of weeks ago. You know in that game in that overtime game. So he you know he's actually doing you know he's doing really you know he's he is getting interceptions. He's showing it you know he's good in the pass as well. So the forty yes. nine what do you think of this game? I mean. And I got I don't know I, don't know, I guess
6: Chicago. Home. Yeah, I I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick San Francisco just because you picked Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you gotta make up some ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah really, I, you
3: closed I, it to seven. It's only seven now, it was like thirteen, so you're definitely making a push here. Yeah. There's still five weeks left. Either way, we're both doing great. So we both have
0: great records.
6: Yeah, I'm not one to pat myself on the back but uh I really I really I really I really uh I really kicked I really uh did a did a good job last week predicting that uh Tampa Bay uh Seattle game. I mean I, I don't yeah, wanna pat myself in yeah. the back of anything like that, but you know. It did call it. I y I gotta say you did. And we're gonna get we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the
3: Buccaneer game in a minute and the Seahawks
5: game, but we're gonna
3: next game we're gonna get to, we're gonna do your ladies against the the Bills,
6: Magic Mike's Bills versus the Pete's Raiders. Do you think? of this thing. Oh, listen. Uh, I mean, I, I like the way it is, I think they're gonna win. Uh, they're coming off a, off a big week, off a big win. Uh, when you know, when uh, car basically, uh,
1: I was eating dinner when I when I saw when I saw
6: he, he injured his finger, and I, I really, I just lost all my appetite. You know, and I was basically sick. And then when I seen him come back with the gloves, you know, and you know, lead the team, making that nice pass to Carl Wolford in the back of the end zone, you know, lead us back to back to victory. I mean, you know, uh, you know, what, what could I say? I mean, I'm very happy. Uh, you know, and he's another guy. Twenty, uh, twenty-two, twenty, uh, twenty-two touchdowns, five interceptions on the year, or thirty, thirty-five hundred yards passing. I mean, what's not to like about him? I mean, I he's uh. You know, in, in a short short career on a team that really doesn't win a lot of games, he's got a lot of uh, fourth quarter comebacks. I mean, and he's won in yeah. Denver. He's even won in Denver. You know, one of those comebacks were in Denver where he, he really did not have a great game last right year, and, and he, he let his team, you know, he still let his team down. You know, to you know, to, to win the game. You know, and that was the game where uh, where Khalil Mack had five sacks and uh, yeah. really put well, his a beat.
3: Last week he had another beastly performance from Mack,
6: You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and you know what? Typical. Typical NFL. The, Ken Newton's got one roughing the rough one roughing the passer call since 2014, and he's basically basically treated like dog meat out there by the NFL. But he's got one one roughing the quarterback since 2014, and of course it was last week against the Raiders. Yeah, uh, prison, right? I mean who 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 else would it be against? It would have to be against the ladies. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean I I like the ladies. I mean, Bills are still banged out, but I I understand they got Sammy Watkins back, I mean, but uh you know, I still don't think there's no Woods no Woods is playing I mean it's basically just uh Sammy Watkins, Shady McCoy, you know, and to, to Alex are having a pretty good year, decent year. But, you know, I like the Raiders being the home team, you know, and, uh, you know, and uh, I, I, I'm I, going to say this, this is going to be like a, I see the Raiders putting up 30 points this game. You know, I can see them giving up. I can see them giving up over 20. Uh, you can see them giving up 27 points, but I can see them putting
3: up over 30 points this game. I agree with 100%. I, I think the Raiders are going to win the game, but I think it'd be a competitive game. I think Buffalo scores some points. I like think the Raiders probably went by, like a, I'd say, like a 27-20 type game
5: in this game. I like think they could
3: definitely be competitive. Bills are playing good. They get to 500. McCoy's playing great. They got locked in, fact, But Bills, you know, they still got injuries, but they're starting to get a little healthier. But the Raiders right now just rolling. I mean, the way the Raiders are playing. Their defense is playing good now. I and mean, the car's playing great. So, I mean, I you know, I, I don't see the Raiders not winning this game. So, you know, at home, I'm going to definitely take the ladies. Now, Magic Mike is definitely wants to chime in in a couple of minutes, and I'm going to get to him in a minute. But I do want to go through – I know you're on a short time today, Pete, so I do want to go through the rest of the games with you quick first, and then we'll pull Mike Magic Mike in to the end before you go, okay? Sure. All right, so Giants-Steelers, obviously, you know, big game. Giants are a hot team six in a row. The Steelers really need this game at home. I mean, it should be a really good matchup. What do you think of this game? I kind of like Pittsburgh because they're home. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh this week, and I think Pittsburgh just needs the game a lot more, and they're desperate. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here. But what's what your take on this?
6: I think Pittsburgh is going to win the game. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. But uh, just to break down the game, if the if the Giants could run the ball, which is a big if, pull this game out. Um, but I don't. I don't. I I, I think Pittsburgh is going to score some points. I think. it I think it's going to be a close game like tw- something like 27-24, 27-23, 27-20, something like that. Pittsburgh pulls it out. Maybe the <laughs> Giants, maybe the Giants for <laughs> a late touchdown to make it you know, to make it 27-20 or something like that. So, you know, it's going to be close close. The final score is going to be close, yeah, I think but it to
3: be a fourth quarter game. I think it's going to come to the fourth quarter game for
6: sure. Yeah, but I I, I, I Pittsburgh just has too many explosive players. I mean, it's going to be, a, you know, every, there's going to be a real test and see what the Giants are, uh, they you know, have on defense. I think they're going to exploit the Giants, you know, with their, with their, they're going to exploit the Giants with their medium pass and with the, with the, they're going to explo, exploit their linebackers with, uh, Le'Veon Bell getting a, lot, a bunch of, bunch of, a bunch of receptions, maybe it's going to get 80 plus yards this game receiving, you would think. And, uh, you know, and a bunch of big, a couple of big plays to Antonio Brown. You know, and uh, you know we have we have the two the two diva receivers going up against each other. They basically the NFL, you know, the receiver the receiver position's been known as a diva position, but there's basically only two divas in the NFL at the receiver spot, and they're, uh, they're playing against each other this week. You got Antonio Brown versus Beckham, the celebration twins. So we'll see uh, which with which guys are and celebrating they, the end of They're going to be looking
3: out to
6: each other, right? They're going to be looking out to each other. Sure. You know, whichever, whichever receiver is the one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to predict one wide receiver is going to blow up, you know, on the sidelines, and that's going to be whichever wide receiver is outperforming the other. They don't even care about the scoreboard. They just, you know, they just care about their numbers. But we'll see. It's going to be a fun game to watch.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be very entertaining game. It's definitely gonna be a good game to watch. So, we both got Pittsburgh. Yeah. Next few picks, we're gonna just bang out quick because I know you're on it. Like I said, I know you gotta go. Eleven forty-five. So, we'll, and Magic Mike wants to
6: talk a little. So, all right, so just we'll make the picks here. Yeah. First of all, Magic Mike Magic Mike never talks a little. Like it gets paid by the by the by the by the vowel. <laughs> Washington <laughs> and Arizona. What do you like. I'm going to go watch Washington. Arizona. I'm going to go Washington because Arizona, is, it's done. It's over.
1: And, when you know, when you have a veteran
6: team and it's, and it's over, it's hard it's to win right. them. I'm going to go with Arizona
3: just to uh, maybe one last chance in a game. We'll see if they play up to their level or not. All right, Tampa at San Diego. And you were talking about the Bucs earlier. They're, really, they're playing really well. Obviously, the Chargers are playing well, too, mm-hmm. for their record. They're better than their record. Should be a good game. What do you like in this game? I'm going to go with the home team, San Diego.
6: Yeah, I'm going to go with San Diego, too, because they're the home team and they have Phillip Rivers.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Panthers at Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Seahawks at home.
0: I'm
3: going to go with the Seahawks,
6: the too, because of that same reason. When you got a veteran team and it's over, it's hard to motivate them.
0: Yeah. And then,
6: obviously, the Colts at
3: Jets Monday night. Obviously Fitzpatrick staying in We don't know Luck's most likely
6: playing, right? Yeah, he's playing He's he's in uh, I'm going to go with the Colts Because of Luck
3: <laughs> so We're both going to go with the Colts Yeah, because of Luck Yeah, the Jets Like you said A veteran team That's quit <laughs> pretty much, right? So yeah, There goes your argument Same thing for another team as well The Jets And I don't understand Why they're staying with Fitzpatrick But they are So Let them do what they got to do
6: Bowles You think Bowles is safe though? Well, if it was me, I would fire him, but you know what? He's going to stay because, you know, you you pretty much got to give these guys at least three years. You know, you can't fire – I mean, you can fire a guy after two years, but
1: I would fire him. I,
6: I mean, I, I don't like him as a coach. He's a great coordinator, but he's not a great coach. But, uh, you know, he probably stays one more year. What do
0: you
6: think of – yeah, what do you think of Marvin Lewis? you think he's back? I mean, I not have to predict. I mean, you know, the, the owner is very loyal and, you know, I, I don't know. I would say if, they, if they're forever going to move them out. It also matters, too, who, you know, can they get a – are they going to get, a, you know, a, a, a good rising coach? If, they, if if there's one of those coaches out there that want to coach for Cincinnati, then, yeah, I'd fire them. But, you know what? It's hard to – you know, it's hard to get one of these up and rising coaches. I wouldn't hire a coordinator. I wouldn't go from Marvin Lewis to a coordinator. If I didn't get, like, a good young, you know, good college coach to come in and take my team over – I, I would do it, but you know, not for one of these uh, coordinators. Which you don't, you really don't know what you get when you hire one of these coordinators.
3: Yeah, I right, agree. And he is bring in the talent. You know, we talked about so. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe he should be the GM and not the coach. But whatever, we'll see that. We'll, that's nothing's going to happen before the end of the season with that. But now we're going to bring in our very own Magic Mike Ferrara, the talk to some Buffalo Raiders. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's doing, pal? What's up, man? So, Mike, what do you think of the game this week with Buffalo at Raiders? I think I
2: think it's going to be a good game. I I think here's what I you want my opinion. I know I talk a lot, Pete, but that's what I do no, just, anyway. Yeah, no, no, I know no, you're no, bumping no. my balls, Pete. I got you, but I'm just I'm just I'm just you know rem, I'm just uh, what do you call saying how I feel at the second. By the way, what I think is this. After the game I watched and you were eating dinner while you were watching that game and I was watching that game, my eyes were glued to that to that Raider game. What I think is this if the defenses and this goes for both teams, if the defenses play like they did last week, you're gonna be in a lot of trouble and so are the Buffalo Bills. You know, the Buffalo Bills play Jacksonville and their defense sucks. Okay? Twenty Eight and twenty-eight, twenty-one. That's bad. They put a. They gave them. Let them go twenty-one points. So, so, and I'll and I'll and I'll get to that later because I know Pete's on a short time. But going to your Raiders, let me tell you this though: if the Raiders play like they did last week, the Buffalo Bills are going to win because the Buffalo Bills are not Carolina.
3: Okay. What
0: do
3: you think, Steve?
6: TD? Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, I mean,
3: think I, play, I... Like they said last week, they're in trouble?
6: Uh, no. I think if they played... I, I think they... I think they played good defense last week until, you know, they 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 gave up 17 points after Carl went out. I mean, basically, the team's in full panic mode at that point, you know, when you see... Basically the MVP of the league, you know, go out, go leave the game. And it we really looked like it really looked like it was going to be one of those injuries where he may have, you know, really hurt his finger on, on his throwing hand, and it could have been out for you know, a month or so. we waiting for it to so. heal. Uh, oh it was definitely
3: scary when it happened. The ladies, yeah, so it looked,
6: it looked worse. They gave up, they gave up an eighty-yard, an ADR touchdown again, and they gave up, they gave up, they gave up seventeen quick points after at that point. And once he came back into the game, and you know, when the team was, you know, when your team, you know, sees that their leader's back, you know, they really ratchet it up, and they put that drive together. At the, you know, they scored ten points. They outscored the uh, Carolina ten nothing to take the game. So, I mean, yeah, they didn't play great defense, but it was in a short period of time with a couple of explosive plays where they. And you know, one of those, one of those. Plays also, Benjamin, right? Benjamin hit
3: that long touchdown too, right? A forty-six yarder.
6: Yeah, and it was off and it was also off off, off, off one of a very rare turnover from Carl where he threw a bad interception at the double coverage where you had the where you had the the linebacker uh bracketing the um, the wide receiver over the middle. He just cut in front of him and he and he, you know and he grabbed the interception. That's, that's what I mean. There were there were seventeen quick points for Carolina at that point. So yeah, maybe he would have
3: to get the end at the end. Yeah, you might, expect, Again. you might expect Taylor to take a couple of deep shots. If they're seeing that, you know, in the film, they might take a couple of deep shots. Buffalo, you would expect to try to hit a big play, you know? Definitely got to well, figure that out. Maybe walk, to Watkins or something.
2: Right. The way I look at it is this. 35-32. The Buffalo Bills, 28-21. Even Miami. Miami, Miami as well. Miami should have beaten should have beaten 49ers handedly, handedly. and Miami wins 31-24. Yeah, right, so yeah, that's, what that's what I'm saying. But when it comes to this game, and you, and you, said, you said before too, Pete, about the injuries, yes, we do, we, do have, we do have a lot of injuries, but we also have some good players that make up for the injuries. I mean, like I said, every, week after week I come on the show and I say, Justin Hunter. I say neil I say Neil Walker, I say uh Charles Clay, they do a tremendous job blocking for LaShawn McCoy. They do an excellent job for Shady, and also uh last week um last week as well we, when we got when we got our man back, Watkins, you know he 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 did good, you know Watkins, but the problem again that I'm having with with um the problem that I'm having with Taylor is he's got to learn how to draw the short passes. That's the problem. And also, and and also, I see, I see this game being a very close game. Yeah,
3: I was we both said, we both said it was going to be. We both think it's going to be a close game too. We both did say it was be very competitive game. I just think the Raiders, to me, have been one of the best teams in the AFC all year. So I just think. You know, other than New England, the Raiders have been, you know, next best team, and I, I think yeah, you know they I, didn't play. It, they didn't play like it last week. Yeah, but not everybody's going to play great every week. I mean, New England exactly. didn't play great against the Jets. New England no, lost the game. And that's the other thing too: the Jets, the Jets
2: lost, and and and, and that's a, that's another issue. I'll get to that, that later. I got a problem with the Jets fans. I'm getting death threats right now. <laughs> Well, Pete, I got people people blocked me already from Facebook about
3: the Jets. Hey, Pete. Yeah. Petey. I know you got to run, right? I got Bedlam coming
6: up, man. What? I got Bedlam. I got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State coming up, man. And I, I got a couple of uh, chores okay. I got to do before the game.
2: Yeah, no, go, go enjoy it. Thanks. You want any final thoughts for Magic Mike
6: on the Oakland Buffalo game before you go? Ah, uh, no. I mean I, I'm more I'm more I'm more one of these guys if I win I'll rub the salt in the wound you know I'll wait till next week <laughs> All right so next week we'll have to
3: reconvene the three of us and recap the game I, I
6: don't talk I don't talk my garbage before the game I'll, I'll wait till after the game to do my uh, to do my chat my to my talking <laughs> All right man well, got, How
2: about let me, I got something to say. Uh, how about let, you next next me, Anthony, if I have something to say to him. What's that? You're staying on the line. You're
3: not, you're yeah, you well, you know. should, Yeah, well, you should, I don't it.
2: want to talk behind, you know, I want him to hear it while he's yeah. on the phone. All right, tell
0: him, right.
3: I'm here. All right, tell
2: us. I let my players do the talking on the field. I'll talk to you next week, Pete. Good luck. I, I hope I, I, listen, good luck. And I hope everything works out for your team, and I wish you the best of luck. All
6: right, man, I thought you were going to bring up one of those fifty-two-three type of deals, you know, and, you know. And you, know
2: you know what? That that's something that I actually that's something that I actually heard on um, this week, actually, because it was a joke. One of the Raiders announcers came on the uh, the TV, uh, on the radio, and my and uh, I think it was uh, who said it? Oh, it was Thurman. Thurman said, hey, "Did you hear the joke about fifty 50- Three to three. And the guy said, No, what was that? He said, That's when we beat you, when we beat the Raiders. So Thurman
6: took care of that for me already. Oh, well, okay. That's good. Good for Thurman. Unfortunately for Thurman, he's not playing, so he could yeah, But, all, but Thurman's
2: right. a Hall of Famer, so uh, and he, we'll see And next neither, week. And neither Pete, is Jim we'll Kelly. And neither is Jim Kelly, so. All right, Pete,
6: he's a Hall of Famer. Sure he is.
2: Oh, you, let's, let's wasn't, but later, not, not play, they're not
6: playing this week, so it's a new team. See you, new, see you later, new, later, Pete. Play. Talk to you later, guys. Pete. All right, buddy. Pete.
3: Pete, Pete, before I let you go, I have one more question. For you I want to ask. You. Uh, <laughs> What's up, man? Controversy from the uh, Michigan, obviously Ohio State game last week. It was an unbelievable game. You think you know, the controversy, you agree with Harbaugh flipping out and afterwards
6: and all that? Listen, you, you, you. you you can't bitch about a spot. I mean, when he was bitching about a spot, uh, you know, a spot on the field. I mean, it did look – I don't agree with, with Harbaugh. It did look like the guy was short. and I never seen any angle. But it's hard to overturn a spot on replay. It always is unless uh, unless you got clear evidence. And, and, they a, and they did call it a first down on the field. So it's always really hard to get those uh, overturned ones. Especially those spot challenges always tough to um Overturn. I mean, yeah, you did have a right the bitch, but you know what? Suck it up, Jim. You're a big boy, you know. And and you know what? Next next time, don't turn the ball over. Don't let you don't let your quarterback throw the ball on the five yard line first and goal. I mean, t- and turn the ball over. Run the ball, you Michigan. You know, even if you got to kick a field goal, there you you win the game. Yeah, you're
3: right. And it was a great game. It was an unbelievable game. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it was a great. You know, they're always they're always
6: great games. Those Michigan or uh, Ohio State games. He's a great coach, but he's a sore loser. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's... All right, man, good luck in the game today. Go enjoy it, and hopefully Oklahoma pulls it out for you.
6: Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. All right,
3: man, thanks for coming on, as always. I'll speak to you next week. All right, man. And PDV, the football analyst, joining us. Some great insights, picking the games. What's
2: up, Mike? Magic Mike Ferraris still on the line with us? Yeah, you know, oh, I, I was listening. You know, what I was going to talk to you about after Pete left was, you know, the stuff that I seen last week from Buffalo was just horrendous. And it just made me, like, you know, say, and that's why I said that I could, I could have seen, you know, them, them losing to Jacksonville. The stupid things that i seen, first of all, one of the things that annoyed the hell out of me, Bortles, okay? Bortles, rushed. Um, so he had a great game rushing, 84 yards. It's like it's like hello defense, step up when you see yeah. Bortles r- run. It's like they're letting Bortles run, and it's like how about make some ta- make some tackles? And he had eight attempts, and his longest was 27 yards. So and and, and that's uh, you know and and that's the the uh, the thing. And also of course he had 126 yards, two touchdowns. No interceptions, which I'm, I was surprised about. And then Tyrod, he uh, he had he had uh, what do you call completed twelve of eighteen, and he had one hundred and sixty-six, and he had one touchdown. And um, but again, you know, again, like he said, you know, we also have Percy Harvin out. We have Marquise Goodwin's out. We have a lot of receivers. Woods is out. But like I said, they're 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 trying to do. What you know? What we could do without it? I mean, Justin Hunter has stepped up. That guy is there, and we talk about him every week.
3: Yeah, and of course, it's nice getting Watkins back too now because yeah, but you, you know, know but, you're you know, one receiver, back it, back nice it opens it up.
2: For guys listen, it's nice having guys around Watkins. You know what? I I, I like Sammy, and and again, Sammy is a great um, receiver. He's really good, and I like him. But you know what? We need somebody else that's going to step up. That's why I like Robert Woods. That's why I, why I like uh, Goodwin. That's why I like Hunter. That's why I like Charles Charles Clay. And that's another thing. Sam, I mean, uh, LaShawn Le, uh, um, McCoy um, as well can catch the ball. That guy's he's got some good hands. I mean, so they're, they're trying uh, to do what they could do. But as far as the, you know, as far as this week goes, you know it's going to be tough. We are playing in the in the uh, the Raiders. What do they call that place? The Black Hole, I think they call that place.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Right? They call that place the Black Hole. I mean,
3: the Black you know, hole, I'm, yeah. I'm
2: not. I'm not. I'm goal. not saying. I, I just don't know um, what's going to happen. I mean, after after last week with me, I mean, I had uh, you know I had 12, 12 right last week, and uh, I got uh, I got the Philadelphia game wrong. Um, I got the the Denver game wrong. I got the Seattle game wrong, and I got Houston wrong. But the rest I got, the rest I got right. Um, but uh, you know, this week I gotta, I gotta just you know watch the game like like PD and hope for the best. I mean, and if the Bills win, you know I'll be happy about it. I'm not gonna do what Pete said he's gonna do, rub the salt in my wound. But mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you who I picked though. I picked Buffalo. I picked okay. Buffalo. What what's your take on uh what do you think
3: about the Miami Baltimore game? Another big AFC game. And
2: that's my and, and by the way, that's my game of the week. That's the game I'll be watching. So, um oh, the other thing the other thing that 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 you talk about too, I know Pete's upset with the uh with the scheduling of the NFL and you know, what's why why what's on our 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 uh channels. You know, one o'clock the one o'clock game on channel two is Houston. At Green Bay, okay, and then you have Los Angeles at the Patriots. Why couldn't now? This is my my thing. Why couldn't we get Miami at Baltimore?
3: I agree. It's an AFC game you know? too, so AFC should right, be on, exactly. on CBS. Right, exactly. And
2: also, uh, right. That's that's my uh, that's my well, opinion. That even now, if now
3: thousands understand thousands why, I understand why. i did, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll let you talk. Sorry. i there's other even other games better than the. The, the Bronco game, and then even the Patriot Rams. I mean, they put them on obviously because of Brady, but I mean, you know, they're going to kill the Rams at home, right? And
2: then, and then the four o'clock game. Obviously, it's the New York Giants at the Steelers. They're not having a game in that spot. That's probably to protect the. That's probably to protect the um the Giant and Steeler game, and it's a local game. Yeah, and they're having a doubleheader, and, double that, at and one that's spot why we're so. not going to see the Raiders. At the Bills, and me, I yeah. me, I, I mean, for me, and this is just for me, me, I don't care because I have the package. But for people that don't have the package and they're Raider fans or Bills fans, I understand it. You know, I used to be that way too. I used to be very frustrated when I didn't have the NFL. I used to say, "How come I can't see my Bills?" But I I understand. But uh, I I think the I think Baltimore. Hey, listen, I think Baltimore is not playing as well as everybody as they always been, have, have been playing. So um that's that's my my take on it. Uh you know, I mean Baltimore's record at home is four and two. And um you know and, and, and Miami on the road
3: are two and three.
2: So it could go it could go to Miami I mean it could definitely
3: go I could see Miami I could see Miami. Yeah Miami Miami and Miami's road losses were in New England, in Seattle, and in yeah. healthy Cincinnati early in the year. So they lost their three road losses with the three really good teams, and and the Seattle game they should have won. They blew that game at the end. I
2: I, I see. Yeah, right. I see. I definitely I definitely see that. And uh, you know, I mean, and listen, Baltimore Baltimore is struggling. Baltimore is not the team that they that they were supposed to be
3: this uh this year they're yeah, they still tied
2: for first though they're tied for first with
3: Pittsburgh, right? So it's, you know, it's but, a big game. You know, for that and, too. and
2: Pittsburgh hasn't Pittsburgh haven't been spectacular either.
3: Um, no they haven't but, but, but they have been playing better lately. What do you think of that game, the Giants and Steelers? What do you take on that game? Well,
2: you know that's a tough game to to uh that's a tough game to to, to think about. I mean uh you know, again, here we go. You know the Giants, I, I mean, I could see the Giants winning. Um, you know, I could see the Giants definitely winning if they play. Uh, you know, smart. Um Oh, by the a way, better. let's let's before you do that. Last week, right? The Ravens beat Cincinnati, and Cincinnati stinks. Three and seven, and the and and the Ravens. Eke out the win, nineteen fourteen. Yeah, you know, so it's a very, it's it's a very, you know, my my whole point to this is even the dolphins. Like I we brought it up before. Even the dolphins and and uh, look at the Giants. Now the Giants beat the Browns twenty seven to thirteen. That, that 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 that's that's a score right there. You're like, okay. I mean, had the Giants, you know, just eke it out, but now you're talking about. um, you're talking about Pittsburgh and the Giants and also the games at Pittsburgh, correct? Yeah, it is. So,
0: I yeah, mean, uh,
2: home. yeah, I mean, and, and, and that could listen, and that could make a, uh, a factor. And of course it could. I mean, but, uh, it's, it's a tough, um, it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation. Um, you know, it just, it's just one of those things. I mean, uh, I mean, you look at you look at the Giants' road record, three and two, and then you go and you look at Pittsburgh. Their record at home, you look at them. They're they're three and two at home, so they don't have that great of a uh, a record at home. I, I I don't know. I mean, I I picked the games already, so all my games are already picked for this week. So I, I I'll have
0: to uh, so I guess I'll go game? with my
2: original picks instead of trying to change it up. Um my original picks for the Buffalo I picked Buffalo against Oakland. for the Giants and Pittsburgh I picked Pittsburgh um because they're home um and for your game I picked for, for your game I picked Miami because I think Miami I I think Miami uh is going to win so I picked Miami because Baltimore, like we just talked about, hasn't got at that good at that go home. you haven't been
3: impressed with them the last few weeks.
2: No, not at home. They're not the same. That's why you know. That's why what it that's that's what annoys me. Um, when we can get if I get into my next subject about the jet about what happened this week about the jet controversy, and it wasn't it wasn't me being malicious. It wasn't me being. I was being honest actually, and a lot of Jet fans were pissed off at me and a couple of my friends, I guess, or people I have met blocked me,
3: but whatever. <laughs> all because. I, mean, yeah, I wanted to, be- want to ask you something else, my Yeah. Uh, off of football, changing the topic. Uh, so, what do you think it it about? You are you happy with the Braves offseason so far? What is it? Are you happy okay. with the Braves offseason so far?
2: Well, uh, you know, we talked about that on Facebook, and, uh, and I wanted to talk about my Jets. Con- con- if I could talk about my Jets controversy, that's—I that, think that's more important than the than the than the race. Um, Am I happy talking, with talking it? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I know why they did some of these moves, um, but no, I am. I, I, I. You know, I, again, this is off uh, season, and. We're not even up to where we're supposed to be. I'm I'm one of those guys where I look at it where I look at it as yeah, it sounds good on paper, but we got to play the games. You know what I'm saying? Um, I understand why the Braves are doing these moves, um, but some of these moves, uh, you know, I mean, like like I don't know if you, I know I know I do it. I get these I get all my teams I have on my my app, so every breaking news story I get. And I was getting a lot of Braves breaking news this week with all the new pictures that the Braves were getting and stuff, to, and the moves that were the Braves were, uh, you know, and and they're, and they're still trying to work out the Will uh, Will Garcia. Yeah,
0: you know, so, and, and they're talking mean, for Chris Dale, I, I,
3: I heard. I heard they're in the Sale mix. All right, but all right. Before I let you go, tell us about your Jet Bill controversy, uh, your Jet fan controversy.
2: My Jet. Yes, my well, the other night I went on Facebook and I wrote about and I wrote about the Jets and I wrote about the Jets. I wrote about the Jets. Um, just a post like like something like uh, you know the Jets are so you know so bad this year. Um, you know I could get you know t- cheap tickets for the Buffalo Bills when they play the Jets, and I meant it as, as something. So. All of a sudden, I started getting messages. I got one message from a good friend of mine who said, I better watch out when I'm talking about the Jets, um, you know, because people are going <laughs> to get angry. You better watch people out. Are get, people are going to get angry. But the fact of the matter is, and out. I wrote – Let's talk again. it's just funny. You better watch out, you guys. Know, yeah, you know, they the were the like, jets. you know, you better watch out how you talk about the Jets. They were kind of pissed off. Then one guy – one guy wrote me, and he's cool. We're still friends. One guy wrote me, yeah, the same bad team that beat the Bills. That's the problem. All the Jet fans that talked all that garbage about, oh, you know, we beat the Buffalo Bills. Look at where the Bills are. I mean, I mean, look at where the Jets are, at three and eight. Okay, so 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 I wrote a status, you know, backing it up, and and I also, by the way, I went to StubHub, okay, and. The tickets are going from $20 to $320. That's the, the, the highest ticket on StubHub. And, and I wrote a retort, which was, uh, you know, I wanted to clear it up, and uh, I had to explain, so I explained it the right way. I said, um, let me explain against the Jets. I said about what I meant. The Jets are so bad this season, 3-8, and eight, maybe I can score tickets to the game. And then I listed how much the tickets were. And then I wrote, and also, I did not say anything derogatory about the Jets, except for the truth. Ever since the Bills lost that game, which, by the way, was a very close game to the Jets, the Jets have been on a downward spiral. On my Facebook, there are a lot of Jets fans that love their team. That's great, because I love my team. But this has nothing to do about me being a Bills fan, uh, you know, a Bills fan of six and five, the Bills. In my estimation, um... Are n- probably not going to make the playoffs, and if and if they do, they're not going to go far. So I so I will tell you the Jets are bad. Don't take it personal. That's what I meant by that. That that's that's just that was me telling, be telling the truth. But and I can understand why some of the Jets fans were angry at me because because you know I've been I've been an ass lately about the Bills and I've made silly statements. I I'll admit it. I mean you know but. This, but you know, but but man, Anthony, there was a guy on my Facebook, and him and I are still friends. I know him since I was little, and he and he said to to on a Facebook post, "I'm no longer a Jeff fan." He goes, "They break your heart, this team," and that really broke my heart seeing that, you know.
3: Yeah, you got to stick to your team. You got to stick with your team, no matter what.
2: No, but I understand. I understand why. You know, are and I've seen a lot of Jets fans over the over the course say this team they break your heart. I remember when the Mets fans used to say the same thing. This team breaks your heart. You know, and and I and listen, and I can understand why. And and uh, I wrote him a message saying, you know, cheer up. You know, and, you know, and I hope all is well. I mean, I felt bad for him, but I understand why. You know, he, he just wanted to see his team beat the Patriots, and I understand. I mean, that's a, sometimes, Anthony, that's a hard uh, a hard um, sell. But I do disagree, though, when a guy doesn't like his team no more because they lose, and then they jump on another guy's bandwagon. That I don't like.
3: Yeah. Listen, you can have solos and fans. You're going to have fans that act like big babies. It's just part of life, I guess. So yeah I just but, but that I was a, that was
2: something it. but to answer your original question, I mean the the Braves got
3: so the Braves got Bartolo Cologne, is that correct? Yeah, Cologne Dickey and uh Dickey and uh Jehani Garcia now. Right. So so
2: and and they got Jamie Garcia, yeah. So I like and also uh and also Sean um let's see. Yeah, so I, I like it. I mean, listen, R.A. Dickey, uh, we got to see what he does. Um, Bartolo Cologne, I mean, you know, and Jamie Garcia. Bartolo Colon's old, but you never know.
0: Hey, he had a great year
2: last year, though. But we'll see what happens. I mean, it's just, you know, whatever. It, 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 yeah, I mean, I it mean and R.A. No Dickey, the Mets have
0: no R.A. Dickey. I mean, does. and then
3: he left the Mets, and he did pretty good after the Mets, right? Well, ended up being a great trade for the Mets. They got Syndergaard
0: for him. So, that's,
3: you know, that's but, I'm no just saying, no, know him, but I'm just I saying, I know, what they got for him. But I'm just saying, I think he did that great for Toronto. But I think back in the National League will help them for sure.
2: You know, and then and then Jamie Garcia. So, and then and then mix him in with with some of the other pitches that the Braves um that the Braves already have. Yeah. Um You know, I I think yeah. I think the and the bullpen. I think maybe we could use some of these guys too. Maybe for the bullpen, uh, you know, as well, because the Braves are always, uh, looking for bullpen help, but that's the, you know, but that's the upside to the, to the whole thing. If, if, if you could, um, if you could use your pitching and your, and, and who you have as your pitchers, I mean, I could see, uh, I could see us being, uh, I could see us being good. Um, you know, but that's, again, like I told, that's, again, that's, that's, uh, that's down the line. I mean, uh, it just it's just one of those uh, you know, and I like Matt W we- uh oh uh, we- Weisler. Weisler? Weisler,
0: Weisler. I like to him too him. Matt
2: Weisler. And also Julio Taran. We still have Tehran. So imagine Tehran um imagine so so that's gonna be a really uh that's gonna be a really tight start, you know, who's gonna start up there. But uh again, it, it, it's it's uh, it's it, it's going to be, uh, what do you call it? It's going to yeah, be, going to a, it, be the
0: a, a fight. This week. I mean, we don't know what's going to
2: happen yet. It's, we're not up to it yet. We, you know, I still have basketball. I'm rooting for my Knicks. I still oh, have sure. hockey. I'm rooting for my Islanders, you know. I'm rooting going for my right UConn now, Huskies. So. Huskies. All right, well, Mike, thanks Thanks for calling in today. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, good luck tomorrow in the Buffalo Raider game. And we'll, yeah, that's we'll going to be a good game, and good luck. Good luck for you. Hey, we didn't even touch the other surface either. I was hoping you would call my show last night. I know my my show uh, my show my show didn't go good on. I didn't get the chance to do the show on Thursday, but I had a a good show last night. A pretty good show last night. Um, yeah, that was basically set up for uh, the Ring of Honor, but I did some. I I did a lot of WWE stuff, and I'm um, and. Uh, and the pay per view yeah, tomorrow catch night is on uh,
3: next week. TLC. Mike, I got to catch up with you on that next week. I'm definitely going to call in. We'll catch up on the wrestling for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, quick question to you though are Are you happy with the way the WWE, you know, is you know push this this uh, pay per view out? Which one? TLC is tomorrow night. Table of Lads and Chairs.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Are you happy with it, with with it, or 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 you or you disgusted with it, like I am?
3: I'm mean, not so bad. I just hope it's good. I'll see. I'll watch it, and hopefully, it's good. You know.
2: Yeah, I you mean, know, for I like nine to... ninety nine, right? We can't complain. Yeah,
3: I like to complain for nine ninety nine. Definitely going to watch yeah, it. But I'm, just a, of, I'm, I'm just, just a little bit. i just upset
2: the way. Right at the Survivor Series, boom! They threw you know they threw a pay per view in, and uh, with with little little build up. But the matches look uh the matches look really, really good. And uh I can't wait for yeah, tomorrow night. But but Anthony, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure talking with you, buddy. And uh you know, uh also I just wanna say before I go, totally driven radio, uh we're kicking butt, we're doing what we can. Um we got some great people on the, uh, you know, with us, you know, Bay, Jess, you, Anthony of course, um, you know, Maverick. Uh, Chris Kelly, all these, all these, all these uh, Chris, and, you know, all these uh, these guys are doing. Chris Kelly, Lirian, all these guys are working their butt off. Um, big Daddy, Booty, Trudy, it's just a remarkable great network.
3: it's really doing well.
2: Yeah, and, and you know what? It's only getting started because uh, I'm also Smith Hart from Canada. But I got I I gotta also include Smith because Smith's been a big part. Of this network, Smith is fighting two types of of cancer, and he's still every every Tuesday I call him, and he tells me he's ready to go, whether he's in pain or not. So that's definitely uh, that's definitely a good uh, a a good a good guy to uh, to have on our on our our, on our team. Um, But yeah, so that's uh, that's something we're looking forward to. So, Anthony, take care. Oh, by All the right, way, Mike, www. Lot, and I'll totally, see you next week And let me just get this in, com. Go to the website, everybody, and check it out. And uh, and I'll talk to you this week, Anthony. All right, man. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.
3: All right, Magic Mike talking football, baseball, a little wrestling. I'm going to take a quick commercial break and then I'm going to come back. I got some callers. So I'm going to come back and take some more calls and we're going to get into some more football, do a little giant preview, and uh, we're going to be t- doing a little more baseball as well. Be right
5: back. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any of you. up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com and be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL17 Hot List contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable films in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook.
1: Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to first lien mortgage loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number one seven three four five three. Loan Officer NMLS number one one one
3: four zero zero. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. Been a busy show. We're already over two hours in. We're heading into the third hour here. And you know, time flies when you're having fun. We did a lot of baseball to start the show. A lot of football in the last hour. And uh, we're going to do some more football. We're going to do uh, got the man, Dudu Brown, coming in for a little giant Steelers talk. Who's going on? Now the six. What are you doing, Federson?
4: Nothing, man. Jacked hey, up for tomorrow, man. steal Steelers.
3: Big, big game tomorrow, right? And before we get, yeah, to really it's get nice into to that play game, the before we dive into that game, because we are going to dive into that game, I want to bring our Dallas fan, Christine from Pine Bush, in as well here. The
4: <laughs> hey what's up guys What's up Chris Shout I out to the fine Bush stuff. posse What's up so, Chris you got to be happy
3: about the win the other night It was a tight game but you pulled it out
8: Yeah I was happy But I was a little pissed off too. they didn't play good at all And you know I know Minnesota has a very good defense But They, they just looked like crap They had too many penalties And it was just not a good look <laughs> So I was happy they won, but I was not happy with the way they were playing. They just didn't look good to me. Probably. Well, you know what? Sometimes you got to
3: win those games. That, you know, yeah.
0: Great. yeah. Minnesota
3: has a great defense, you know. So yeah. It was a tough game. I mean, listen, they, got, they caught a break at the end, Dallas, but they, they didn't call yeah. that penalty. But, right. But, hey, they won, and that's all that matters. And, you know, you guys yeah. next week, you know, Regardless of what the Giants do, obviously the Giants want to win them all. It's a huge game, but the Giants-Cowboy game is a huge game next week as well. So I'm sure next week you guys are really going to have some fun with each other on the show next week.
8: Yeah. 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 I'll be there next week. I can't wait. You're going to the game too, right? We're going to the game also.
4: Yeah, I'll be there. I ain't ain't missing it for the world. Yeah,
8: I'm looking forward to it. Me, Nicole, Raymond. Amanda. You should stop. You should stop by them
3: over
4: there. They're gonna be tailgating. Yeah, I'll be in lot D one. If you guys want to come by, we'll be tailgating.
8: Do you like dogs? Yeah, D1, yeah. D. Okay. D. Yeah.
4: D. isn't like Danny at one. Yeah. D one. Okay.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nicole has a whole night planned. She's, we're going to dinner. I don't know what we're doing. So, but we'll if we get there early enough, we'll definitely stop by.
4: Yeah, cool. I'd love to see you guys. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah So, um, so. so
3: what do you think of uh so you know what do you think of the giant game tomorrow too? I mean you think it's
4: uh you
8: know That's gonna be a great game, I know that I could tell you that. That's gonna be a good matchup. That's gonna be a good game.
4: Yeah, it is. I mean, uh listen, you're talking two storied uh franchises.
0: Yeah.
8: Uh,
4: both with family ties, the Rooneys and the Maras. I mean, uh you, you got the actresses, Kate Mara, Rudy Mara who both have uh, giant and Steel of Blood. You got two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks from the same draft class, Eli mm. and Big Ben, and uh, you know, Pittsburgh's always tough, especially at home, and the Giants bit, seem to win every game in the fourth quarter. Will the Steelers allow that's that? It's definitely in an ability? interesting game tomorrow. It's going to be going yeah,
8: to definitely be a great game.
4: Yeah, this game, I mean, is just as big as the Dallas, Dallas game, because, you know, Dallas pretty much has this division locked up. Right now, the Giants are uh, pretty much playing for the wild card. Let's face it. You know what I mean? unless Dallas lost every game the rest of the year, you know? So the Giants basically, they don't have an easy game the rest of the way. They got the Steelers. They got the Cowboys. They got Detroit, who is a lot like them with playing into the fourth quarter. They got the Eagles again, and then the Skins. So, you know, they got to take at least three wins out of all these games, at least three to get a wild card. Uh, okay. I, one I, thing, uh, I'll tell you one thing: if it, Dallas
3: would have lost the other night and the Giants would have won
4: tomorrow, it would have been really interesting the next week. Yeah, it would have been. been, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah. or well, if but Dallas would have lost in I Pittsburgh, feel
8: like that, I feel like the Giants definitely have the wild card in their pocket. I don't see, I don't see anybody else catching them with that. I don't. I just don't. I don't see them losing. If they lose maybe one or two games, and I don't even think they're going to do that. They've been on a streak, uh, the Giants, and I think they're going to, you know, they may lose one game here or so, but I don't think uh, they're going to lose that many that they're not going to qualify for the wild card. I think it's definitely going to be them in the wild card.
4: Yeah, but with five games <laughs> remaining, you know, a lot could happen in the NFL with five games remaining, you know. And as good as the Giants have been playing and as hot as they are, they're not beating teams convincingly. You know, like, they take it down to the wire every game this year. I mean, even the Bears kept it interesting. The Browns, yes, they beat them, but they should have beat them, you know, more convincingly. Yeah. But they didn't, you know. But we'll see. I mean, I think they're going to get up for the Cowboy game just because, you yeah. know, it's a big rivalry.
8: It's a rivalry, yet, yeah.
4: You know, and yeah. uh, I'm sure Dallas is going to have something to prove because the Giants handed them their only loss, you know. And the so, media hype, yeah. oh, yeah.
8: all up. Love- so much too. The media's been. I noticed after the game last week, they went to Odell Beckham and they were like, So what he was saying, everybody's um, talking about the Cowboy matchup, and he's like, We'll see them on the 11th. Like they, The media's trying to just hype it up even more and get them more. Of course. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, they can't look
0: ahead.
3: The Giants, every game is important for the Giants right now, so they need to yeah. focus on each fan.
4: Yeah, I, and I don't think teams look ahead. You know, if anybody looks ahead, it's the fans. You know, it's people like us sitting here talking about it on a Saturday morning. Like, these yeah. guys spend all week practicing, prepping, watching video for the team they're about to face. You know what I mean? You know, right mm-hmm. now they're all about beating the Steelers. And uh, I really look forward to that game. I mean, Yeah, gonna that's have...
8: going to be a very good I can't wait to watch that game. That's going to be a great game.
4: Yeah, you got a lot of star caliber. You know, you got the quarterbacks. You got Odell. You got Antonio Brown. Should be for, should make for a good game. I mean, yeah, who's we be win. we'll have to see, but uh, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a really good game. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. They match up well enough to make a good game. And it's
8: going to be a close game,
4: too, i a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all the Giants do is play close games. So, you know, I'm sure it'll be interesting.
8: I have to just say one thing. Um... I think the Raiders are gonna destroy the Bills. My opinion.
4: You know, yeah. I, I wish Pete and Mike would have made a friendly wager over that game. <laughs> Put something I don't, on the line, I think you know. The
8: Bills beating the, the Raiders.
4: I just don't.
8: In my opinion, yeah, I, don't, I don't. win
3: another game. But the, the Bills have been playing a little better though, and they're getting healthy. But I think the Raiders just are one of the better teams to year at home. I expect yeah. the Raiders
4: to win. Yeah, the, the Miami are real. game
3: could be interesting too. The Miami game's a
8: big game. That's
4: Baltimore, gonna be a big too. game. Too.
8: too bad that wasn't on TV. That would have been a good game to watch.
4: Yeah, the surging Miami Dolphins. That game
8: should have been on instead of, Houston, instead of Houston, Green Bay. That game should have
3: been
4: on. That's yeah, a well, huge you know, Green Bay. Yeah, that there was a teams, rug, though Yeah, right. That's you know, why they got, they the got New England Rams
6: and... on on Fox. They got New
3: England and the Rams
4: instead of the Chiefs and the Falcons.
3: Keep right. You're always going to see
4: the Patriots, the Steelers, the Packers, and, and the Cowboys because,
0: yeah.
4: you know, they have a big following all over the country and a lot of big stars. So, you know, that's to be expected.
3: But usually New York, they'll give you an AFC game in that slot. And
0: they,
4: they give you
3: AFC versus NFC. They usually give you AFC versus AFC. So right. whatever. They probably, pre, they're probably predetermined before the year, so.
4: Yeah.
8: All right, well, good guys. I guess
4: All right. guys Chris. Next hopefully, week. I'll see you next Sunday. Go Giants! Uh,
8: yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All, All right. right.
4: Cool. Get in touch. Okay. Thanks, Chris.
8: I will. I will. Thanks, John. Bye, Aunt. Bye. Bye. Bye.
4: Yeah. So, uh, Bush in, chiming in a
3: little football. So it's so, so but, yeah. Uh, so, so,
4: what's your keys to the game tomorrow? Keys to the game. I, I think. Uh, I think defense is going to win this game. I mean, you know, both teams have quarterbacks who can get the job done. They got big-play wide receivers. The Steelers got Le'Veon Bell, who's a force. Will the giant running game show up? We don't know. So, I think defense will be the difference in this game. But uh, what's nice, you know, we're watching two future Hall of Famers go head to head, and I-, I know a lot of people like the question uh, Eli's Hall of Fame eligibility, which I think is silly. I mean. The guy is seventh all-time, seventh all-time in passing touchdowns, okay? And he is eighth all-time in passing yards and climbing. And, you know, this guy's still on the clock. Let's not forget he has two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. And Big Ben isn't far behind in both of those categories, along with Super Bowls. So, you know, right now we're watching two living legends, you know? we're We're watching football at a time where we have a lot of really good quarterbacks, you know? And you know a few years from now we might sit back and look back at this era and say wow man you know we had a really good era of quarterbacks you know so and you know the, the history between the two franchises it, it makes for a good game you know no we i just hope we come out the victors man. yeah
3: i i expect an unbelievable game
4: tomorrow and i think yeah, I, I think, think, see, honestly, the, I think the, the giants week.
3: need i think the giants need to put a lot of pressure you know i think the giants need to uh the, Gi- the, Gi- the Giants definitely need to, you know, hit Roth
4: with and put him down hit him, you know, get him on the ground. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. Think, the, the pass rush is going to have to be there tomorrow, no doubt about it. And uh, JPP has been playing amazing lately. Let's hope he uh, continues, you know, because yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to need it. You know, but, Pittsburgh's a tough team. You know, they're, they're always a team that yeah, um, they're you better than their record. You know, the ground, and then you got Le'Veon Bell. You got to worry
3: about. So, yeah, you yeah know, no. They have weapons. Yeah. All they have. Big-time weapons in Pittsburgh. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, any three of those guys, the they're the, the big three. Any one of those guys could beat you. And uh, if all three of them are clicking, look out, you know. But I, I think it's going to come down to the, to the defense, you know. If they could, you know, get on Ben Early, maybe, you know, rattle him a little bit. But, you know, he's a tough guy. You know, he could handle that too. He could handle it as well as anyone. Yeah. No, that's
3: you know. When, you know, I I actually, I actually heard seen an interview with uh, Ike Taylor the other day.
0: Right. And he was
3: talking about you know Burger and everything, and he you know he was talking about you know how he'll go to war with Roethlisberger any time, and he was saying how you know they were saying well you know burger they were talking about Manning and Burger how you know they're both great and how you know Manning never misses a shot and Burger gets hurt. But he's right. also talking about a lot of that's because I heard that because he the plays. plays. And that's true. Yeah. And that's and true. He, and he takes the hit, yeah. And he's just yeah.
0: a bigger,
3: he's bigger. And when he, you know, it's different, you know, he's more of a. Yeah, they you know, we'll call him Big
4: Ben, he's right? He's more willing to you take know? a
3: shot. You know, man, you could say Manning's smarter in that way because Manning don't
4: take the hit than he should And he is. You know? I, listen, yeah. I, I would rather have my quarterback, you know, not take you shots. You don't want but, your quarterback but, getting hit. Yeah. Why would you of know? course not. You don't want your quarterback getting hit. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen backups come in for Ben? You've never seen that with Eli. And also, I, I read something Plaxico Burris, who played with both Ben and Eli, okay? Now, not many players can say they played with both of them. He might be the only one, right? Yeah. And has anybody? In- yeah. He might be the only one. And he said that, you know, both quarterbacks are great. He said, but in a big game, he'd rather have Eli. No, this is coming from a guy who played for both of them. Listen. I'm happy enough to have Eli as my quarterback as a Giants fan, but I would be happy with either one of those guys. Whoever's
3: didn't Ben think he was getting drafted by the Giants at the time?
4: I remember it them, well. Right? I remember it well. I remember leading up to the draft, reading that his father was a big Giants fan, and he was hoping that the Giants would draft Ben. And if they, were, if they didn't have that trade made with, with San Diego, the Giants would definitely go in big bet. Even Ernie he said it. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And I remember the day of the draft, watching it. You know how they show the guys sitting at the table waiting to be selected.
1: Yeah. Well, the Giants
4: were on the clock, and when the Giants announced Philip Rivers, you've seen Big Ben's father knocked everything off the table. He was sitting at the table with him, and he knocked everything off the table, and that's when you knew a deal was made. And yeah, yeah. Years later, I saw an interview with Causey He said. He said the deal wasn't official. He said, but he, we knew that if we took Rivers, they would do it. But they didn't agree on upon it yet. So imagine, imagine at the last minute the Chargers would have said, "Nah, we don't want to do it." Yeah, so Rivers would be a giant so quarterback kind of. Rivers, so. Yeah, right. But we don't know if we would have yeah. two Super Bowls. Yeah, you know, I'd I rather go with what it, I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, of course. But, but it that's
3: you how the last great turned out, time. right? If guys if guys end up on other teams, how things would have turned out, right? It's amazing to think like whatever if Eli well. ended up on San Diego, Giants had Rivers and uh, San Diego, uh, what's it called? Uh, Pittsburgh had uh, still had Walters. They would still have but started. Yeah, like well, Eli. Let's say but if the Giants the- took Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh took Rivers and San Diego got
0: Manning, right? Something like that.
4: Yeah, who knows? But the one team I could tell you wouldn't have won would have been the Chargers, because they're just a bad organization. Had Rivers come to the Giants, who knows? Yeah, but I I think Rivers would have had more success on the Giants, whether it be Super Bowls or not, than he would have on the Chargers. Right, and everybody gave Archie Manning heat over, you know, all that stuff, and guess what? Archie, you know, Daddy knew best. You know, he knew. Yeah. You know, he didn't want his son to go to San Diego, and, you know, and the rest is history. And, you know, I love Eli. He's a class act. You know what I mean? The guy's apple pie. He's the kind of guy you want your daughter to bring home. You know what I mean? Uh, he works hard. He's clean cut. You're never going to hear boo about him in the media. He never throws his plays under the bus. You know, and he handles pressure probably as good as anyone in the NFL ever. I mean, I once heard something that his dad said, that Eli – would handle New York, better than Peyton because Peyton's more of a emotional guy. He said, "Well, Eli, like everything just rolls off of him." And it's true. There's how many times you look on the sidelines; he's just sitting there, like you know, it seems like he's oblivious. Like none of it, you know, bothers him. Oh yeah, playing this town. Yeah. But, yeah,
3: remember what Peyton Manning always got? He, you know, even when he only had one Super Bowl, as if he was in New York, right. they'd be getting on him, like saying,
4: "Oh, this I oh, can't win the it. big
3: game," and yeah,
4: well. Let me remind you: the year he was eligible to come into the draft, the Jets had the first pick. Do you remember that? And he. I remember that. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, he didn't want he to play
4: for the, the Jets. But well, they said he didn't that want to play That might have been why. I mean, he play never it. said that, so we don't know that for certain. But they speculated. Listen, maybe, it
3: all that time
4: sure. Yeah, and I bet you, you know, Papa Archie had a hand in that. You know, had it been maybe a different franchise, you know, with that pick, he might have said, "Hey, Peyton, it's time to come out." You know. Yeah, but I'm really excited about tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Should be good.
4: I don't want to look too far ahead to Dow Yep. Yeah, but uh. Hello? Giant football, New York Giant football. Hello? Yeah. Hey, I don't know what happened there, man. Hello?
3: I had a technical issue there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, so what's your prediction, your final prediction for the game
4: tomorrow? You know, this is a hard one to call. You know, my heart is saying the Giants, obviously but I wouldn't be shocked if they lost just because they're going into Pittsburgh and you know, will Pittsburgh allow them to pull it off in the fourth quarter? I mean, I, I'm going to go Giants So just because they're riding so high and I, they're clicking and they've been getting better as the season progresses, which is typical of a spagnolo defense. You know what I mean? The defense is really jelly. And if they could just get, you know, decent play out of their running game, I think they could pull this one out. What do you think? Yeah. I think I- you're breaking. I I don't hear you. I'm now. I don't know if that's my phone or yours. Yeah. Hello. Hello? Joe, Joe, you hear me? Yeah. Now I hear you. What What did you say? I'm sorry.
3: I don't know what's going on there. There's something with my headset, I guess. All right. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i going to take – I took Pittsburgh in a close game just because they're home, and I think they're more desperate and they really need the game. Right. I think uh, – but I think, I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and if the Giants get the ball last, it wouldn't shock me if they pulled it out. Right,
0: right. I, I think right. it's going to be a close
3: game, though, either way. I think, like, a 24-20, 27-24, that type of game, I think
4: we're going to see. Yeah, 21-17. Yeah, I think this game is going to come down to the fourth quarter, too. I mean – As a Giants fan, you know, it seems every game comes down to the fourth quarter. But especially, like, these two teams, the way they match up, you know, uh, I can see that. But I I think defense will be the difference in this one. You know, I I don't know what to expect from the running game, you know, like. But will it be the difference? I don't know. I, I think it's going to come down to defense. Because both teams can put points on the board, you know.
3: Yeah, that's the key, the running game, I think, too. I mean,
4: obviously, you want to have some kind of ground game, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's been looking a little better, you know. You know, if they could get combined like an 80, 90 yards rushing from whoever's holding the ball, you know, and play good defense, they could pull it out. But I guess we'll have to do yeah, in tomorrow. to you, see. And Jennings,
3: Jennings has been playing a little better the last couple of weeks.
4: Yeah, he has, and, and the uh, the old line has been playing better, and and what's funny is they're like, they're really banged up and have been playing better. Go figure, you know, but uh, I think Pew's going to play this week, you know, they're getting a little healthier, so hopefully, you know, that helps and stuff. And Vereen's supposed to be coming back, not this week, but they're saying he's coming back, so.
3: Yeah, he practiced, you know.
4: right? Yeah, he's been practicing, so. And we begin yeah, to see a little more Kirkens film. every week. You know, and uh, who knows what he has to offer
3: And it's saying Shepard's going to be more involved this week
4: Yeah, and um, I don't know if you remember you Remember um, last week I was telling you how They should work Dwayne Harrison as a third receiver Because, you know, yeah, yeah, when Cruz ain't yeah, on the yeah. field And sure enough, he got a touchdown last week You know, and Yeah
3: Maybe they should make you the offensive coordinator What's that? They should make you the offensive
4: coordinator yeah, right. <laughs> nah, yeah, I don't think I can handle me. that job. I'd rather just sit back and root for the team, you know?
3: Yeah. Let me ask you something else on a different note. Yeah. Uh, the, with the meetings this next week, what are you looking for the Yankees to do?
4: You know what I want the Yankees to do? Absolutely nothing. I know, it's crazy. Want to right? Defense,
3: right?
4: No, I want to well, stay the well, course.
3: They're a finalist for and cut off the own.
4: Yeah, I heard they're really interested in Rich Hill, too, you know. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I just want them to stay close. Rich put. Hill's going to get like $15 million a year, you know that? It's crazy. Well, listen, Neil Walker got it's $17 million to play second base. So, yeah, I know. You know what? I know. That's pitches funny. always get paid. And uh, I, I, I was listening to the show earlier when you guys were debating Jay Bruce at Grandison. Personally, I, I would definitely think keep Bruce over him. One, because of age, and two, like you pointed out, Grandison can go on stretches. And I know Bruce is a streaky player too, don't get me wrong. But there's stretches Grandison can be absolutely brutal. And I remember he did it with yeah. the Yankees as well. You know, he'll have two months where he's batting like 140. He's done it on the Yankees and then, you know, yeah. and you know, as you're getting older, that doesn't get better. You know what I'm saying? Like you could say, yeah, no, but I mean, Bruce he was is streaky, too, but. he
3: was flat out brutal last year until they got Reyes. When they got Reyes, it allowed Granderson to move down in the order. And then right. he started doing better. But in right. the
4: leadoff, he was doing terrible this year. Right. And Bruce in the and defense, I mean, the guy was thrusted onto this team in a playoff race. Guy's living out of a suitcase. You know, it's easy for us yeah. watching TV. But you, you know what I mean? In real life, here's a guy. You know, you just move to another city. You, you, you know. It, and then he started to come around. And I think, you know, if this guy has a full spring training with the team, I think things will be a lot different, and I think the Mets fans would appreciate him more. I mean, and Granson, I get it, he's a great clubhouse guy and all this, but he's 36 years old, you know, and these ruts, they're not going to get worse with – better with age. You know what I mean? You know, he's been that type of player his whole career, and he's not getting any younger. But – uh. Yeah, if I had my way, I would. If I were the Yankees, I wouldn't do nothing. If anything, I would try to unload players. You know what I mean? More players. You know, try to dump Chase Headley. You know, please somebody take this guy. You know, but we'll see. I mean, I read an article already that they were saying how Steinbrenner announced that Aaron Judge is the right fielder. You know, you 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 can't go giving guys jobs right now. This kid, you got to give him some time. You know, I love him as a prospect, but uh. You know, he's still young. Give him something to prove. You know, don't, don't hand him the job. Make him work for it. Well, before you we know it, it'll be pitches and catches, you know?
5: Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right, you can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment.
1: Hey everybody, this is Nick Wilkinson with TV Nation and Totally Driven Radio and Entertainment. Sadly, each year, approximately 3.6 million children become victims of child abuse. My latest ebook, Child Abuse The Ripple Effect, explores the long lasting effects abuse can have on victims, explore life after the abuse ends, and how we cope with the tragedies of the past. Child Abuse The Ripple Effect is available on Kindle for only 99 cents. And don't forget to check out my website, actingnotreacting.com, a common-sense approach to teens in crisis. Let's work together and make this world a better place. And remember, stay driven.
4: Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on eight and a half inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of
1: Sherlock Holmes mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com
4: forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes.
1: Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan officer NMLS number 111400.
3: Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. Had a little difficulty there before the commercial. I don't know what happened. I lost uh, Doodoo Brown, but <laughs> great job by Doodoo Calling, in, doing some giant preview and uh, talking a little uh, baseball. Uh, so before I close the show, we've got about fifteen minutes left. I'm gonna just uh I want to talk some baseball rumors that I promise I'd give. So all right, let's how about we look at first the trade rumors that I'm hearing. So I'm hearing the White Sox with sale. So I'm hearing possibly you got teams like the Braves, the Red Sox, the Nationals, the Orioles, and just one other team. Give me a second the Giants. No, the Dodgers, I'm sorry. We're all interested in Penn. I heard even the Rangers to some degree. But it's interesting to see if they move, because obviously they're going to want a King's ransom. The rumor I heard with the Red Sox was interesting. It was the young prospect, Juan Mikado, the catcher Blake Sweetheart, pitcher Michael Kopech, and left-handed pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez for sale. This is a little crazy of a rumor with Sale and Jose Abreu, which obviously you have to give up a lot to get Mercado and Sweetheart and Copich off of the Red Sox. I just don't see that as a. I don't think that would happen, personally. But just, obviously, you got to keep an eye on Sale because Sale might get moved this week at the. This is just a winter meetings primer. McCutcheon, obviously, you can get traded any day. I mean, you got. The Nationals are in on them. The Rangers are in on them. I'm sure there's a couple other teams that are not being reported. But I'm hearing that the Nationals are talking and uh, with them and in the, in some of their top prospects. Now, are they going to insist on Giolotti, the pitcher? That might be a deal break. Obviously, they're not trading Trey Turner. The other young outfielder in the mind is the guy that they're talking for. And uh, I, personally, I, if I'm – I don't get what tech what Pittsburgh even thinking about here, like why they would even consider trading this guy. I don't get it. But it's interesting to just note that it could be you know, something that's definitely close to happening from what I'm hearing, that McCutcheon could be a national very you know, very soon, within by the end of today, because I know there was a deadline yesterday on Espinoza or today, that they need to... Know. That's why they look, they're pressing for an answer, because they don't want to guarantee a $6 million to Espinoza if they're going to end up getting McCutcheon for $14 million. So I think that's what they're, they're waiting on. Now, other names, obviously, we've got the McCutcheon thing. We've got Ryan Braun's names coming up, but nothing close with him. I heard the Dodgers and Brewers, something to keep an eye out. Weig, Braun-type deal. Maybe other players involved, I'm sure, but Weig and Braun is... In, is is something to definitely keep an eye out. And, uh, you know, it's definitely an uh, interesting thing. I could definitely see Broad on the Dodgers for some reason. That's something I could definitely see. You know, I would, that would not shock me. You know, I'm sure it would shock anybody to, be, uh, to see Tweed uh, dealt this off season because he's definitely a guy you know they're looking to make uh, to move. But... Let me see what I could get on the trying to get, like, a – latest. so the latest update on the Nationals-Pirates is Nationals will be spending, sending top outfield prospect Victor Robles, so he is the top 20 prospect to Pittsburgh with a number of other pieces, minor league pieces. And uh, the Pirates want a controllable starting pitcher. So they think Tanner Roark is things coming up, and I don't see them moving him in this deal. I really don't. It would make no sense if they're trying to win next year. You definitely want a Cam Roark, had a great year. I think it's more liable to see a, a, a guy, more of like a, a bottom of the rotation type guy in, in, the, in a move for him. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see who, who anybody they decide to, to move in the deal. I mean, uh, let me see if I can get any names here for you. Any other potential names that might be coming back here in a potential deal? So I just think, to me, it just don't make much sense for them to give up Lowark and their top prospect. That, to me, would be a lot to give up. But then again, we were talking about it earlier, what it's going to take, you know, what it's going to take the Mets to get a guy like him. And we were saying it would take probably a, a match, a more well, conforto and wheel or something like that. So I guess, you know, it's kind of a comparable type thing. The picture I'm hearing, though, potentially going back is Joe Ross or so Anthony or Ronaldo Lopez. So it's Ronaldo Lopez or Joe Ross with the young speedy, the young outfield prospect, Roblis, and a couple other pieces for McCutcheon. So that's the latest on the trade talks with the Pirates and the Nationals. So you also have. Kansas City teams are trying to get Lorenz and Kane. I heard the Cardinals are talking, possibly uh, Colton Wong, Tommy Pham, and another prospect for Lorenz and Kane with Kansas City. So that's something to keep an eye on. The Cubs are supposedly in on Chris Archer, supposedly talking with the Rays. A deal that sent Jorge Soler to Tampa Bay with a couple of good prospects, Alberto Mora and Ian Happ for Archer and a couple of other players. So, that's – actually, I heard Colomay could be in that deal, too, which would be a great deal for the Cubs if they could pull that off. I don't see them Tampa Bay trading Colomay and Archer in the same deal, but unless they get something a lot more, you know. I look at – you know, we're going to a guy like Dexter Fowler sign? You know, I want to predict the Cardinals. I think the Card- – I know Teams people say, oh, the Mets should get rid of Grant and Bruce and sign him. I got to predict the Cardinals. I would predict Ballard would be a good fit with the Cardinals. I could see that happening. And, you know, they took Kaywood off the Cardinals last year, so it could kind of be like a little bit. You know, I think Chapman and Rick Hill are going to end up Yankees, and I think there's a chance that Canarsion ends up a Yankees. So don't be surprised if you see Encanarsion, Chapman, and Rick Hill are on the Yankees by the end of next week. So that's something I would definitely keep an eye on there. Jose Batista, I think, is going to end up back with the Blue Jays. I think you know. I think the market now ain't, ain't that it ain't that big for him, and I think uh, I think that's where he ends up. I think the Angels are gonna. I'm gonna predict Matt is to the Angels. I was told, like I said earlier. I love him on the Met. I just don't think the Mets are gonna go after him. I think that's where he ends up. But the other closes, Kenley Jansen. I think Melanson could end up back in Washington, but it wouldn't shock me he ends up in Colorado for some reason. I know Colorado's really interested. It's his hometown that he's really interested in going there. So I'm to predict Melanson to Colorado, I'm to predict Kenley Jansen to the Nationals. So I think the Dodgers will lose Kenley Jansen to the Nationals. That's my, my prediction for for that one. Okay, so also let me think of some other guys here. So let me get a let me let me go through Let's see. Let me, let me, let me look at the, the, top, the, the top guys, the other top guys that were missing. Well, obviously, Beltran's another guy. So, Beltran, Beltran's a guy I could see him back on the Yankees, too, but I think only if the Yankees don't get in I don't think the Yankees are going to pay for two pitches like that. I just don't see it. And the two uh, hitters like that, so I don't see that happening. So I'm gonna say he only ends up on the Yankees. If he fields now Boston. I heard Boston's very interesting they're very interested in signing uh Beltran to replace Ortiz. because they need to replace Ortiz, so they're in on Canada. They're another team though that could jump all in on uh they could jump all in on Batista. If they lose out on the other guy, Boston. So that's another thing you got to watch out for as well. So I, I think it's going to be an interesting week. I, I expect a lot of trades. I think the Mets really should go for a catcher. I don't know. That's what they're thinking right now. It don't look like that. I think the Mets should definitely obviously need a big bullpen arm. I don't expect none of the top three guys to go to the Mets. But they need to make a move for somebody, whether it's a trade or a free agent, maybe a Joe Smith or a Ziegler, or maybe make a trade we floated some ideas before. I know Zach Britton's name is so on around, but Bol- Bolton was not moving him. So, I mean, a, a lefty like that would be unbelievable. Obviously, Chapman would be unbelievable, but we know that's not happening. So, you know, and then the Yankees, like I said, I would be surprised if you see Encarnacion, Chapman, and Rich Hill on the Yankees by, within a week. It wouldn't shock me if that ends up like that. And there it is. The Yankees would be spending a lot of money right there. Sale is probably the big name on the trade market that we're going to see him and McCutcheon are obviously the two biggest names. So it's going to be interesting to see if either one of them get moved. I think it's more of a realistic chance McCutcheon gets moved. I think I don't think Sale's is going to get traded unless somebody really blows them away. So, I, you know, I don't see it. So we'll see what happens there. But click, go through each team quick and try to give the team's biggest needs and maybe possible guys they're interested in. So Baltimore, they need an experienced catcher with Cleveland, a left-handed hitter, and a right fielder. So that's why they want Bruce or Grandison. They clearly need it. Now, do they bring Trumbo back? Did they try to sell Fowler again? Do they go for an Ian Desmond or a Carlos Gomez? So those are guys' trade options, a Jay Bruce. Carlos Gonzalez is the name I'm hearing, but Gonzalez, I don't think they're trading him. I heard that uh, Colorado's actually looking for an extension with him. So we see there going to go through, there's a lot of teams, obviously, 30 teams, only got five minutes or so, so going to go through. So Boston needs a DH for more than anything, I think. So I, I see a Beltran possibility there, or, you know, or Victor Martinez is another guy to keep an eye on. I'm also hearing Eric Hosmer, with one year left on his deal, could be a guy that Kansas City don't think they could afford and could possibly dangle for the right deal. So another name to keep an eye out for. The White Sox—they're completely rebuilding, so you got to see what they want. They're probably looking to shed salary. The Indians are looking for a big bat and some relief help. You know, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, uh, Napoli might leave. Another time the Yankees are looking at Napoli. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a Matt Holiday ended up in Cleveland. I know the Yankees. Another Holiday was like another fallback option for the Yankees.
4: So we'll see there. The
3: Tigers... Looking to unload a little salary. I heard JD Martinez is being shopped around. Supposedly they offered him to the Mets for Conforto before the Mets signed Cespeters, but the Mets, they want to no know part of that, obviously. So we'll see what they do. Tigers P- could be a spot for a Dexter Fowler, possibly, or somebody like that. I don't see a big move. I see, you know, Victor Martinez may leave and they may move JD Martinez. I don't see Miguel Cabrera
0: going anywhere.
3: Houston, they could use another bat, and they've been trying. They tried for Success, but they tried for Encarnacion. they are going to try for Beltran and Trombo. So that's what you'll see there. Kansas City, like I said, don't be surprised if Cain's moved or if, if uh, Cosmas moved there. Don't be shocked there. The Angels, they're looking for a left-handed hitter, a second baseman if they could. I know they were interested in Utley, like a little minor deal, but Brian Dozier is another trade candidate that Minnesota, for some reason, would trade. Dozier's a name to watch out for with the Angels. The Twins, again, they need pitching, and they're looking to – I don't know why they would trade Dozier, but for some reason he's got an affordable contract. They trade – they're shopping him around. But they look, they're They looking for pitching. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Jason Hamill or an Ivan Dover as up there. The Yankees, like we talked about, bullpen and, and a D.H. type of SO. I'd say Encarnacion or Beltran, Chapman, and then probably like Rich Hill or Travis Wood, something like that
4: to the Yankees. A's
3: pitching infield, field, outfield. Sonny Gray, their trade chip, coming off a bad year. I don't know why they would even trade him. I think he'd bounce back. But there's a guy that they could move for some something that will help them restock a little Seattle's yeah, looking for pitching. They traded Taiwan Walker and they deal for Segura Jason Seguira with uh, Arizona. So they're another team that could be in the market for a Nova, a Hamill, you know, a Bronson Arroyo type, a CJ Wilson, something like that. You know, so we'll see what happens there. Tampa, they're looking to unload. You know, I guess the thing you could look for there: do they end up trading Evan Longoria? That'll be interesting to see if something like that happens. Texas, they need a, a bat, you know, Dexter Fowler and Canarsio. These are guys that they're looking to add. They're looking for another bat there. The Blue Jays, obviously, they got their big free agents, and and Batista. You know, Fowler, Desmond, those type of guys. Chris Carter for the options there. Or a trade for Bruce Granderson or, like, Marcel Azuna, maybe, because from Florida decides to move him. National League got the diamondbacks, they need bullpen. They're looking at maybe keeping a Ziegler or Sergio Romo or Casilla,
5: that type of thing.
3: The Braves, they've added they're looking for another pitcher. You know, Matt is it's another spot for the Braves, but they need a catcher as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if they had another pitcher. I know they're in on sale, Archer, Gray, these type of guys, so we'll see what happens there. The Cubs. They're looking for – they need a close-up. So, obviously, Chapman, Jansen, Melanson are on the top of their list. They signed John Jay to play center, so that pretty much signals the end of the Dexter Fowler run. The Reds, short-term pitching, and then more or less rebuilding. So, they're looking to just unload. I don't see major moves from there. The Rockies, first base, maybe a Ryan Howard or Chris Carter with Colorado. And, obviously, the bullpen, they're looking at Melanson. The Dodgers, you know, if they lose – Jansen, they're going to need a closer. They probably won't spend as big on a closer. But Justin Turner, obviously, I think they need to resign him. And Chris Sale is a trade option. The Marlins, will they unload salary? That's the big question. Obviously, they need pitching. They signed uh, they signed the pitcher this week, right? They signed Edison Gobalquez, so a good move for the Marlins. See if they add anything there or if they unload some salary. to Brewers. They might be looking on Braun, The Mets, we talked plenty about. The Phillies, you know, I guess they should just be patient. The Phillies, the Pirates, will they move McCutcheon? The Cardinals looking for a center field. say. Dexter Fowler ends up there. The Padres, he's a pitcher. Now that they let Ross go, they may sign him at a lower rate. The Giants need a closer. Maybe a trade for Wade Davis. Keep an eye out for that. And the Nationals obviously closing, maybe closing in on McCutcheon and looking to add a closer. I think they end up with Jansen. But so that's the quick primer for the winter meetings. Obviously a great show today. A lot of football, a lot of baseball we did today. We had a lot of great calls. Thanks PDV, Mike Magic from Pine Bush, all great calls. Obviously the Padman and Allen, all great calls today. So great job today. Great show, action-packed. And uh, as we roll into December of week 13, next week we'll be back with more football. And obviously a winter meetings. Special next week, we'll give a, do a recap of all the winter meetings, trades and signings, and, uh, you know, we'll see. Hopefully we'll have some good Met and Yankee news for you Met Yankee fans out there, so it should be exciting. And keep an eye on my Mojo Sports Show page on Facebook for updates all week on the winter meeting as it happens. So, again, thanks, everybody, for calling in and listening, and have a great weekend. Be back next week.